0: And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a
1: 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
0: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense.
1: Go to grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
0: It's time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> It's all about the game, and how you play it.
2: Alright, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome back to the Tip of the Tower podcast. And first and foremost, uh, Jake, I think you missed probably the craziest thing I've seen in Toronto in a really long time. That parade. I'm still like... like I think I still have a pretty decent hand from that, actually. It was really hot. But... um you with your tan well i mean i'm not pale white i mean now that we have we're on video skype right now it's like oh. i could see like the
3: no i'm the palest person alive so i just burned yesterday
2: i i was looking for i was looking for you and then i i like you're know, trying to look through all those people I'm like screw this yeah there's no way <laughs> i try to find chris jake that was near impossible
1: yeah, I figured it would be. There's what two million people.
2: They said so. They they estimated about between two to three million people. Yeah. Um, Chris was at the front of the like basically where the parade ended. That's where
1: Chris was. Chris, Chris is was, the parade.
2: Yeah, he
1: was. He, he was is the end. party goddamn. Get it. it right. Chris is the parade.
2: But like the worst part about that is that's where the biggest crowds were. That's where the the sun really got people. Uh, mm-hmm. There's been a lot of talk about whether this was uh this was done properly, whether it was planned properly.
1: Not really. No, I w wasn't there not barricades for the street or something? No, so
2: it wasn't that's what
3: took was, so long.
1: It was cops that basically walked it down. Yeah. Yep. The, that is that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard.
3: They so, took two buses, TTC buses, and just ran lead block to open up the streets.
1: That is so stupid. Side by
3: side. It was
1: the most Toronto thing I've ever seen.
2: Yeah. So first and foremost, um, I think it's a six-kilometer. That's how long the the parade route was. It was six. So kilometers. it
1: took five hours. It yep.
2: took five about five five and a half hours. Because they started at ten and they didn't get to City Hall until about three thirty. Actually, probably just before three. Around three. But the worst part is, so the city of Toronto spokesperson comes out and he's like. Well, we had barricades, but we just had them on the east side. And I'm thinking to myself, "A oh, buddy, <laughs> crowds form on both sides of the road.
3: There definitely wasn't a barricade. I was on the east side of University Avenue in Toronto. There was no barricade.
2: No, there was. And and the thing about this was a six k um, event. They set up ten k runs with barricades. So, yep. Like so, I don't understand why they couldn't have. The proper barricade. That was was my big. Ample notice, too. Oh, (laughs) yeah.
3: On Thursday night, they knew the parade was happening on Monday.
2: It's just like, I was talking with someone about this. Even if it was shorter notice than maybe they're used to with events, as soon as the Raptors make the finals, you have to start thinking, uh, we may want to prepare ourselves for an eventual parade. Uh, (laughs) You'd think. Just piss poor planning on that part. The water, okay, so the comment about people saying water and port bodies, potties look, if you're going to be in a crowd of mm-hmm. like tens of thousands of people with like no room to move, I guarantee you're not going to move from your spot to go get water or go to the bathroom. No, plan ahead. I mean, the water part, I mean, you can bring a bottle. I mean, if your bottle was done, I get that part, but bring a couple. I was dumb, I forgot mine. Jake, I was so I was gonna get two balls of water from this train station. I go, I, I, the person before me goes up and they're like, uh, two waters, please." And like, "Oh yeah, five bucks."
1: Oh, you what see is, that? Yeah, I can see that. Celtics. Stephen A.
2: Smith. <laughs> what? Oh Stephen yeah. Stephen A. Smith memes are the best. So so Jake is a very big uh, Stephen A.
1: Oh, was <laughs> that a?
3: Uh... A vote to lose Kyrie and
1: A.D. <laughs> and Al Horford. And Al Steven Horford. And Al,
3: and Al Horford. So who's having who's having an a... appropriate Stephen A. meme for every situation.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. The Celtics roster as currently stands is Gordon Hayward, J- Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. Wow, I got to need help with this one. Ger- Gershon Yabusele, Robert Williams, Semi Ojale, and Aaron Baines. But they have max cap space, but that doesn't mean anything because <laughs> nobody <laughs> wants to play there. So, so my, oh my
2: my question for you, gentlemen who 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 would have who would be having the worst day after a massive drunk out? Mark Gasol or Danny Ainge?
1: Oh my Marc- God! <sighs> well, Man, no, Mark Gasol's a was ripped. Did you see him chug that wine? Yes, that was hilarious. Like, look,
3: that thing looked like a beer bottle in
2: his hand, though. Let's be honest.
1: Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was. I was like, oh, that's (laughs) wine. It was like pink or something. It was like a rosé,
2: probably. Man, I mean, there were just so many moments from that parade. I mean, Drake looked like (laughs) he looked like the the most like I don't know what's the way to describe it. Like he was just like in the moment, like almost like he was like meditating, drunk. Yeah. He was just like, in the, he was in his own zone. He's just like looking. Drake's just
3: a very calm drunk. I don't think he gets too crazy. Uh, he doesn't get um, Marcus all crazy.
2: Unless he's at a Raptors game. Yeah, well, but Then he can go excited. That was excited. fun. I mean, at first, it you know was a funny part. So the bus goes by, and a bunch of us are just like, where's Kawhi? <laughs> Kawhi was sitting on the bus. Nobody- sitting.
1: On the bus, smoking a cigar, smoking a Stogie.
2: Yeah, but so like I heard the MVP chant, and at first, so that pick I sent you guys, I took, I didn't get it right away because I had to run up the street to find him on the bus. Yeah, and, and then he ended up showing up that trophy. Actually, Austin, you probably would have seen that when he lifted up the uh, Bill. Ru- they called what the Bill Russell. Yeah, trophy? Bill Russell MVP. Uh, whatever it is. So when he. When he put that up in the air, that's when I got the shot. Otherwise, yeah. I would have gotten nothing of Kawhi I, I didn't see him.
3: I got some decent shots of Danny Green. He like leaned over the edge of the bus and started. Yeah, like, how to pump did he up do
2: that
1: ground. to his hair? I don't know. He how just he took a pic to it.
2: So like, I know his ha- I know his hair is braided. I've seen that. I've seen that his hair is it. I think it is because like I've seen his hair out before. But not to that extreme. Like I maybe the heat also had an impact on that. He did that on purpose though. But that yeah. was
3: definitely that was a- not just a bad hair day. He he took a pic to that thing and combed it out. I mean And it looked sick. It looked awesome in person.
2: I think we can all agree though that the moment of the parade was Kawhi mocking his laugh. Oh
3: absolutely. Like And uh and Doug Ford getting booed off the stage.
1: <laughs> That was so funny. No, 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 and when and when he went to shake Masai's hand he was like, Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he just okay. Him. And it
2: was more like Masai just like, Oh, just Yep. Yeah. And then Yeah, okay, okay. And then he goes and like gives uh Justin Trudeau the biggest bro hug. Oh yeah. Uh that just, was pretty good.
3: There's a lot of good things. Fred Van Vliet calling out the crowd for trashing them after they lost the last two years.
2: <laughs> that was good. That was good. Fred knows what's up. Yeah.
3: Fred's not no bullshit. He's he's right in there.
2: He's ready I mean, to go. I mean, just such an iconic event, and I know it was in a way tainted by the uh, by the gunshots. Which I mean, yep. I got into work, and somebody's like, "Did you just come from the square?" I said, "No," because I, I I went from the Union Station home, picked up my car, and went to work, and yeah. so I get in. They're like, "Uh, there's been a shooting at at." Uh, Nathan Phillips. Austin, you tried to get a hold of me. Yeah, I, was, I called you. I was kind of in a, like a, a stunned well, moment. I'm just like, I
3: didn't know what happened either. We had a friend, that, and Dave and I, a friend of ours that was in the square, and he said some people were shoving past us and we almost got trampled.
1: Oh, I mean, the Flyers or, just signed Kevin Hayes. Oh. I thought that happened like two weeks ago. Oh, they yeah, they traded from.
2: Oh, we're going to talk about that when we get to the other part of this podcast. Yeah, we're going to get to that in a second. Hello. Which one? The uh that trade that took place yesterday. We can talk about <laughs> that later. Oh yeah. <laughs> um,
3: um yeah, I mean, we didn't even know what was happening. I think Kayla Gray from T S N said there was an active shooter and they were hiding 'cause all the all the broadcast companies, they have like the overhanging walkway. Yeah. Over top of the square and that's where all the broadcasts, T S N and Sportsnet were. And they said they took cover and I mean yeah, there's not much more that can be said that hasn't already been said. It's atrocious to our it makes us look like absolute shit as a city that for one day we can't act civilized i know there's a lot of people and you can't expect everyone to be good but the bare minimum is that in an event like that everyone tries to their best to take care of each other and keeps the bullshit to a minimum
2: i give the police a lot of credit i saw the video of them take down one of the suspects yeah oh there was like six guys just trampling on top of uh
0: no mercy
2: it's <laughs> prison rules. He oh, shot someone. He doesn't. I get mean, I mean, I would have had no problem if they took a little at- liberty shot to the guy. They did. Oh, there were some punches. One, one guy threw. Oh, a Oh yes, I did see that.
1: But like, I, I... was like, okay, like my eyes—they were like—if uh, somebody asked, it would be a picture of me just like looking yeah. the other way. <laughs> 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 I didn't see nothing. Oh, oh man, it's hold yeah, no. the old Justin Bieber on the stand. I don't recall. Yeah. Guess what? I don't recall.
3: <laughs> well, the police did an unbelievable job, honestly. it's uh, There's two stabbings and two shootings, but they did their best, and there wasn't a stampede in the square. They kept
2: it. They made sure that nobody overreacted. Oh, Matty D with the yeah. save on that one. That was the perfect... I mean, there was a good thread out there about crisis communication, what you do in those situations, and Matty D, perfect. Like... If he didn't go out and say that, and first off, thank God he stopped Larry Tannenbaum for going on his 20-minute tangent speech. Yeah, where Tannenbaum
3: wanted to just talk about himself.
2: Oh, my God. I I think, Jake, were you the one that mentioned, like, why the Oh, no, no. I think one of you guys was mentioning why the hell is he talking on the stage as they're getting the Larry O'Brien trophy.
1: Oh, it was. I'm pretty sure it was uh, the guys on Overdrive were saying that.
3: Well, yes. they, I think the big thing is that they, like, it's not like the NHL at all, where they give the owner the trophy, and that like, thing pisses me off. Probably, the owner sits in a box and pays people.
2: That's probably the the one thing about the NHL that I think that goes unappreciated, underappreciated, is the player gets the trophy first, then everyone else does, and then the owner's kind of like <laughs> one of the last.
0: I don't have a
1: problem with an owner being up there and, yeah, like, yeah. Own, but first? It seems yeah, excessive.
3: Like, think, a good I think... compromise would be giving the coach or the GM. Like, I think the yeah, coach is Masai, a good thing. If, it...
2: if Masai got it first, I wouldn't have had a problem with that.
3: If... No, but if Nurse also got it first, I mean, he's appointed by ownership yeah. and he's close with the players, so it's a good compromise, but it is what it is.
2: I think, I mean, I don't think that's going to change in the NBA just because of no. how it's... Structured and maybe it gives the players more justification for their stance on how the owners have quite a bit of power and can do anything they want. Um, I was not a fan of that in that regard, but um, yeah, I, I give Matt Devlin a lot of credit in that situation for how he handled it. Um, I know the players were probably wiped out, by, like, oh, yeah. but like, they're on a bus for five hours. Yeah,
3: and they're probably all sunburned. Sunburn and just being out in the heat just takes the life out of you. It's
2: well dehydrated because they were, uh, you know, spraying spraying everyone with champagne, and uh... I just missed getting sprayed by champagne too. I was pretty I close. Did I I, I thought so. Somebody had beer cans in their hands, and I thought they were like they were trying to like shake it and like spray people. I'm like, somebody's gonna like that one of those beer cans is gonna slip out of someone's hand and hit someone in the crowd.
3: Somebody threw a beer up to Pascal when they were passing us, and he shotgunned it. I think or just chugged it. I didn't really check. You
2: know what I was saying to myself when I saw? I think it was uh, Mark Gazzal was spraying people with champagne. I'm like, I could really use some of that right now because I'm freaking thirsty as
1: hell. <laughs> Dave's just oh. like.
2: <laughs> I, I, was, I had, there was, I just like randomly, um, um, bumped into a couple of people I know. And I'm just like, give me some of that. <laughs> bubble good ooh.
3: deliciousness. Did you, did you see the, I just want to get away from basketball for one sec. Did you see the term on that Hayes deal? You, okay, okay. Six to seven years. It's seven mil per.
2: Let's. Oh, okay. Hold on. We're going to get to that in a second. Let's, <laughs> let's just wrap this up. Yeah. Um, Second best moment from that parade, Kawhi Leonard, Uncle Dennis, Kyle Lowry, and the uh, five more years or one more year. Yeah. That was fantastic.
3: I think Kyle Lowry just in general, he like that guy is this guy is gonna be like OB from last year with Stanley Cup. He's not gonna let that Larry O B leave his sight.
2: Oh, that was that was a, a fantastic sight. Hold on, I'm gonna re add Jake. The great thing about doing this on video now is I can tell when Jake is frozen, <laughs> when Jake in the just call. got up and left. Well, he <laughs> get up and he he, had, he got off for a second because I think he had to yeah. move something, but then his screen was frozen, and so I'm just like, "Oh, was that it?" Yeah, that's how I knew he wasn't in the call. Oh, okay, I got you. Um, yeah, so like the Uncle Dennis, I'm as much as we wanna, you know, talk about the whole, will he stay or won't he stay? I think seeing that. As much as we don't want to get ourselves caught being too much into it, I think that was a pretty good, hopeful message that he's going to stick around.
3: Yeah, and if he doesn't, I
2: mean, you
3: can't really be upset. He's done his job. He brought us a championship. It, well, it's Sting, obviously, yeah, but, you know, he's done something that nobody else has been able to do. Uh, it's all due respect to DeMar. VC, Chris Bosch, those guys never brought us a chip, no. and Kawhi Leonard's done that in one year. So, you know, some people will be upset with him, and other people will understand that this was the deal the entire year that there was a very good chance he was going to leave.
2: Mm-hmm. Jake, are we got Do we get you back on the call? I'm back. All right. Hey. You know, you know how I knew you weren't in the call. Like you were, you were frozen. Your screen froze, and I'm just like, oh, he's not there. Let me re-add him. Just staying very still so we couldn't detect his movement.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> it's just some of the con- some of the comments on this Kevin Hayes contract. Alright, Austin.
2: Awesome, a... <laughs> lay down the news. Uh as we're recording this, this is what happens when news breaks on a podcast uh <laughs> recording. Complete pandemonium. Um so Winnipeg has been, in, I mean, we're going to get into the trade first in a second, but let's just talk about this deal. Um, Austin, can you give us the details while I look it up as well so I can see the comments?
3: The, Kevin Hayes. Uh, the Kevin Hayes deal? Yes. So it said, uh, this was just something that popped up, it said Bob McKenzie is reporting that they're oh coming to God. terms on a long-term deal and it's going to be around $7 million average.
1: 7.14 million AAV. Seven years, 50 million. Oh,
3: he, yeah, he pretty much locked it down. Yeah, this is just a story that hasn't been updated. Man,
1: that Neyvander
3: contract. It okay. It just
1: looks so good. you' just
3: decided to take on salary. Like, I thought, weren't, weren't like, a couple years ago, wasn't Philadelphia in cap trouble?
1: Oh, yeah. Serious cap that's what That's what the Flyers do. So they buy, they buy you out, and then they just blow it on another shit contract. So like, they buy. Remember out... when they bought out uh, Danny Briere and, and like <laughs> other guys, Vince and then Le they Cavier. instantly sign LeCavier? Yep.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, so they go and uh, they go and buy out Andrew McDonald, Which, yeah, good plan. My God, Flyers fans were cheering in the street over that one. And then you trade for Justin Braun today. A second and a third. That was the Flyers, right? Yeah. Okay. Just so I'm getting the team right. I just saw Justin Braun for a second and a third, and didn't even check. I just knew that was a dumb. Yo, trade.
1: by the way, how how fucking good is that Zaitsev trade gonna look? Gonna oh look? My God. He's like four years younger. Had the same amount of points. Is a right shot D. <laughs> oh
3: man! Imagine like we were we were happy with a fifth a couple weeks ago. We would have been happy with for
1: Zaitsev. Oh, now we now we might be able to sneak into the first. Now
3: we're getting a, pick, a prospect and a fucking uh, defenseman. Apparently, that's the asking price for him. Good Lord. Like, oh my god! So they they uh, they buy out McDonald. Then they trade for Braun, who's what four and change his contract. <laughs> they trade for Matt Niskanen, who's at almost five and a half or six mil. Yes. And then they pull this deal for seven million per.
2: So Braun is a is a UFA three point eight million on this year on the deal. They trade for Matt Niskanen for uh, Radko Gudis. Yeah, two years left at five point seven five. Like Gudis was making. Goomba. Like, I can't talk. Right. It was like <laughs> three point eight five or something like that. Like he was like well under four. So they took on two million dollars. In what world is? Justin Braun, an upgrade on radical Gudas.
3: Uh, Philadelphia Flyers were all that guess.
1: Holy crap! And then, so Yo, they took on so much money too. Like they yeah. added Niskin. Yeah, who's got what? Five? They ate half of or forty percent of Gudas's. I don't know where the heck's this much money.
2: So yeah, and
3: they
1: like ah, oh, it's just so dumb. I don't get it.
3: Yeah, Bron is It's because
1: just, it's because the fucking NHL just just recycles the same 45 trash ass GMs. That yeah. Well, so. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Dave Nonis got a promotion today. Did he really? Yeah, he's the assistant GM in Anaheim now.
1: Holy shit. GM in Anaheim.
3: And they uh, they hired Eakins.
2: Okay, well that I I understood why. Yeah. Okay, he yeah, so, had a great year with San Diego. So Jake, I want to bring up another point. The Flyers on top of this new money they're adding with Kevin Hayes so, first off, I'm guessing he's your second-line center now that you're paying him all that money? Oh, God. Behind Sean Couturier, because I'm assuming Couturier is the number one guy. Nathan
3: um, McKinnon's getting the max of $7 million is what Kevin Hayes gets.
2: Uh, Nolan Patrick is getting probably third-line minutes now. Scott Lawton, I don't know what's going to happen. With that. He's an RFA. He's
3: your fourth-line guy. Guess what? I, this just means Claude Giroux is never going to play down the middle again. It's going to be Couturier. and yeah, exactly. exactly.
1: He's always been a winger,
3: though. Yeah. yeah, he has. They've just forced him down the middle.
2: Uh Travis Konechny needs to be signed. Oh, guess what, guys? It gets better. Jake, listen to this: Travis Sennheim and Ivan Provorov need new Ooh. deals. <laughs> Let's hear it. Holy
3: smokes! That's only your what? top two defensive prospects.
2: How do you need to be how do you spend all this money on guys that? No offense. I don't know where they're gonna t- if they're gonna take you that far. Like I don't understand. On top of you already have to sign your top. Um, I mean I guess now you're saying no no Cam Talbot no Brian like they're going with the goalie situation they have right now which is Carter Hart and Alex Lyon maybe that's why they're doing it it's because they're spending a combined 1.8 million in goaltending currently. So,
3: they're spending 7 mil per on Kevin Hayes, whose career high in points is 49.
2: Yeah, I know. Yeah, but uh William Nylander's overpaid, guys.
3: 42 points last season. Oh, yeah. Another guy that's making more than William Nylander. I believe William Nylander had, what, 27 points? And he played half a season last year? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. He did set a new career high in points. I'm reading this wrong. Uh, he had 55
2: last oh, season. Oh, 55. And uh,
3: what- he's
1: a good player, but fucking Christ, I would have been. I I think six would have been like my upper max.
3: And he's a center too, which means I mean you have to pay him the premium, but oh my god.
2: So so if just FYI, the last three big contracts to be handed out: Eric Carlson, eight years, 11 million. Plus. Which is also atrocious. Um, Jeff Skinner, eight years, nine million, and Kevin Hayes, seven years, seven point one four.
3: Jeff Skinner just is a made man
1: after that contract because he's got to come out and do
2: it again this season.
3: Put
1: up forty fifty goals. I don't think
2: hockey players need to uh, complain about being paid anymore. What
1: What do you think Duchesne and Panarin are going to get? Think they, they're getting double digits with ease. Remember,
2: remember that guy that yeah. said that uh, Duchesne wouldn't get eight million dollars. Remember that guy who was complaining with me that the Leafs could. Bring him on as a third-line center. (laughs) He's going to get, like, what, eight and a half, nine million?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. Holy Um, shit. Yeah, no. Duchesne's going to get paid. He's probably – how many points did he have this year?
1: Duchesne had, like, 70, I think.
3: Okay, so yeah, yeah, so he'll get double. Uh, Panarin's going to get double. He had, like, 92 or something. He's going to get double (laughs) digits.
1: Panarin is a fucking stud muffin.
3: I remember looking at Cat Friendly, and I started by points for free agents, and it was just like 70, 70, 78, 80, 90-something. I was like, oh,
1: Jesus.
2: The guy who should be getting paid the most out of all wingers, whether they're RFAs or
1: UFAs. Panarin, yeah. Yeah.
2: So in 73 games this season,
1: Duchesne had 70 points. Yeah, (laughs) so per game. I think that he's like a 70-point guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He also had a pretty good playoff, if I remember.
2: Yeah, he had. Uh,
3: yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, for he did, Columbus.
2: He did. well. I think he had like ten points in fifteen games. I think I read, or you I read that. Right? Sounds about right. I don't know.
3: I'm still looking at uh, Kevin Hayes' stats right now.
2: <laughs> and, okay, so let's get into that trade.
3: <laughs>
2: <Because, laughs> Talk about another team that's just. I am now now understand after hearing some of the rumors what Winnipeg is trying to do. And it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, Duchesne had 10 points in 10 games. It was a point per game in the playoffs. There you go.
3: So he had a great year, and he's going
1: to get paid for it. Good for him. No. Probably going to go to Nashville, but. Wow. That'd be cool. I actually would
2: be fine with that. I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, him and his wife just built like a massive house in Nashville and the area. So yeah. I think that's probably his number one, but I'm not sure. I'd assume he'll get $9 million. He might get 10 now.
2: Well, did you hear about Spitting Chicklets? He was talking about free agency, and he basically said it's not about the country music, because that's what everyone was making the connection to. Mm-hmm. He was thinking about, like, his family situation, which, I mean, Nashville, I think, would be a pretty decent one. First off, you save a little money, considering there's no state tax there, right, Jake? Mm-hmm. Um, pretty not expensive to live in Nashville. From what I've heard, I wa- i used to watch this show. Uh, I can't remember the name now. It was like one of those like flip, like you know, people who flip houses. And like I'm looking at these houses, and I'm like, wow, that's freaking cheap. That price would be like triple the amount in Toronto or anywhere else. So I think Nashville would be a, a decent uh, landing spot. Um, they just need to clear up some space. I, I think like the Turst. Contract has to be the one they try to move, but who the hell is taking that 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 contract?
0: Oh, uh, no. enough
2: for a center like Kyle Maybe
1: Turis? maybe Ottawa. <laughs> Go
2: back to Ottawa after what his wife said about Eugene Melnick. Oh, what did she say? Oh, it was like because uh, they were saying like they like uh, wouldn't want to sign, and they're like. Oh yeah, you know if they actually gave him an offer, he would have signed there. I, it, it was something like she, like she went off on a tangent on uh, um, let me. Let me go with. Uh, let me get it here. And then show Her name is Julie Turris. Thank you. Um, where is it? She she went off on Ottawa also about the. Uh, Melinda Carlson situation. I remember that. Um, man. Yeah, good. That was a joke. Oh, here we go. Okay, so because it was a three-team per three team trade, I remember that. Um, okay, here. So the owner of the Auto Center spoke about okay, so counter speaking Vancouver it's tough because I think management did want to sign me, but I don't think the owner did, and that was his decision. So that's what it was. Then the owner of the Ottawa Senators, Eugene Miller, spoke about these and said he lets Dorian handle the hockey operations. That's why he pays him the quote-unquote big bucks. Okay, yeah, Eugene, we, we we believe that one. Big bucks. So <laughs> everything in the hockey department goes. So that Dorian on Kyle Terz's comments about Eugene Melnick being like the final say everything in the hockey tomorrow goes through me not Mr. Mallik I remember this quote and then Julie Turris replies to that tweet saying LOL yeah not a chance so I think I think that uh, I, I and that's pretty funny there um, I don't that's why I don't see it happening I think I that, they've cut off that bridge to Ottawa uh, maybe Montreal. If, like, Nashville national- eat some salary. Montreal's linked to everybody in free agency,
3: like the Leafs. Yeah.
2: I mean, I don't know where they're going to, like, their biggest need is up front. I think, I mean, on the back end, too, but, like, they need centers. Montreal? Yeah.
1: Considering yeah. they don't have any I, natural centers. I, I actually, at the end of the season, was just like, eh, I kind of hope uh, Montreal gets Matt Duchesne or... uh Or Eric Carlson. And then Max Domi opened his mouth. Yep. Now I'm like, well, okay. They can be in the lottery. Fuck off.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be an an interesting thing. Uh, So where does this bring it all? Uh, The Jets with Truba. I I mean, I know what they're doing. They're trying to create cap space for pending deals like... uh, Patrick Lining. Um, I knew they wanted Truba out. And Kyle Connor. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing. Just... I don't. So they have to sign. I mean, Kyle Connor is a good player. Yeah. But is it worth? I heard that Ehlers is on the market too now. Like, what is going on, people? Yeah, I don't know. That's something. What is going on in Winnipeg? I know. I mean, look, that loss was bad. They they blew that series against the I think oh, um, Jesus, you guys all right there?
1: Yeah, I just dropped something.
3: <laughs> I'm all set. Um, yeah, the Jets are. I mean, if we just want to keep to this trade, what a mess they made of this whole situation, in general. The like, worst
2: part is they traded back for their own pick. So <laughs> essentially, York was just like they traded.
1: About to be fair. Good thing they didn't. They didn't trade. They didn't get that tr- pick, uh, pick traded back to them and sign Hayes to that contract. Oh, <laughs> that that would have been worse.
2: That would have been such a kick to the nuts. So they traded
3: <laughs> their top pairing defenseman, who's a right-handed shot, a stud. The biggest, at biggest... fifty points this year. Yeah, more and points than Kevin. You He's traded
2: almost more points w- than Kevin Hayes. Just
3: yeah, and on. you got a possibly third pair of defensemen, like Neil Pionk, all the Rangers fans are like, no, man, he's got potential. Don't worry. It's no, like, no, they're not on your that. team anymore. You can be real.
1: <laughs> oh, they were like, he sucks. <laughs> I didn't oh. see anybody say no, that. No, I
3: saw some Rangers fans that were like, chill, bro. He's got potential. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. he's,
1: potential. he's not a ranger
3: anymore. He, he, you can
1: just sucks, shit on him. But we're trying to be nice.
3: So you traded for Neil Pionk.
1: Who's like a third pair guy? They basically just did a one-for-one and swap of Truba. Twenty-five
3: games of Kevin Hayes, which got you not even out of the first round.
2: I I, oh. I just don't and, understand. Like, I, if I'm a Winnipeg Jets fan, I'm mad. Um, but I knew, like, look, Truba wasn't staying there long-term. They were just delaying the inevitable. But yeah, come on, he had a good turn. Come like here. we were
3: talking a week ago about him for Kadri would
2: have... They uh, need centers. They need centers. Uh, no, we need
3: Neil Pionk at our own fucking pick, apparently.
2: Well, apparently, uh, Tyler Myers is, like, a they really want Tyler Myers back. Oh, that's atrocious. Tyler
3: Myers is, like, a five dollars dollar third third-pairing defenseman.
2: Well, that's what he's going to get paid to be in Winnipeg. Oh, it's awful. Um...
3: No, it's just it's just stupid. And they're gonna give all that money they've given away quality players to Patrick Line. And all due respect to Patrick Line. He doesn't get assists. He doesn't play defense. He does one thing well and he didn't do it well in most spurts
1: throughout the season.
2: Remember when people were comparing him to Ovechkin? I mean
1: he's Ugh. the best Line. Mm. No, I mean he, he's very, he probably got one of the best shots in the league. But yeah, yeah no. he's
3: up That's... there for like the best pure goal scorer of this generation after Obi retires, for sure. But Obi can also pass the puck. Like and he it, hits, and Lina is also just not quick.
1: Any like, hits?
3: Obi, Obi's a brick shit house who can go at top speed and run you over.
2: I, I just I, Lina I...
3: the same, but he's just slow.
2: Who else do the Jets? Who else are they worried about not being able to sign? Dmitri Kulikov.
1: Uh, the 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 Jets. They gotta try. They gotta sign Kyle Kyle uh, Kyle Connor, Jack yes. Roslovich. Uh, Morrissey, they got yes. the Mor- yeah, maybe Morrissey. Let's see here. There's
2: um, a couple guys. But it's like, oh, they they just. I remember when everyone was saying, "Oh, we'll go for the Jets." They're going to be...
3: Nope. Well. They're going to shoot themselves in the foot. No, for it. Well, they got their own draft pick back and picking at number 20, so good for them.
2: Yeah, so, like, Nate, like... Hold on. Uh, Morrissey has one more year, and then he's an RFA with arbitration rights. Okay. Well. I mean... That Blake... I mean, Blake Wheeler, they got him signed... Shifley sweetheart contract. Ealers decent deal. I'm guessing they're trying to see if a team really wants a winger. I don't know if I'm giving up the 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 assets for a winger. It seems like teams really want I mean look. No, you can find scoring wingers. You can. And not pay the whatever the six million. And Ealers is very, very
3: like he's one of the fastest skaters in the entire league. And he's very good, but he also missed a lot of last season, so that's a hard sell for.
2: How brutal is this Brian Little contract? Five point two nine million for the next five seasons.
3: Oh God! And he's that's not not ideal.
2: And then I know Matthew Perot. He has two more years left at four point one two five. Oh. God. Yeah, it's uh. there's some bad deals there. There's some good deals.
3: I mean, I don't know what they're going to sign Lining to, so we'll see. But you'd assume he'd try and... I mean, he's either going to... He's probably going to go short-term for a lot.
2: I think so. I don't think you can give him an eight-year deal. No, you, you, have you bridge it He has to work for it. Make him prove that... Look, you give him X amount, and if he proves himself... You're laughing. You're saying, okay, our best player is playing like our best player. Make him work for it. I don't think he's earned it right now.
3: Uh, Um, I mean, if every month of his season was like that in November where he had 18 goals, we're talking about, like, what, the best scoring season since, like, the 60s or, (laughs) like, back when they didn't have curves on their stick?
2: You know what this also made me realize, that the Kevin Hayes contract? God, Nazem Kadri's deal is so good. (laughs)
1: Yeah, holy fuck, man. Man.
2: I mean, the, that's a pretty good comparable, Kevin Hayes and Nazan Kadri. Like, you think of age, role, kind of how they play. Wow. Nazan Qadri's probably hitting his head on a brick wall right now. So uh... Yeah,
3: I don't know. I don't even know what to say about that deal because... He did the Leafs a favor there, and uh, it's really helped them. I mean, if he was making what Kevin Hayes was making, he'd be out of town by now because of the cat situation.
2: Mm-hmm. So how about when Mitch Marner gets Austin Matthews' money, guys?
1: Yeah. I was saying this earlier. I might block his name on, on uh, Twitter for a month. I just I can't do it.
3: It's been real, Mitch, but... If you want Matthew's money, we'll take those four first. Can I have a good one?
2: Can I can I just tell you what the tr- top trends in Toronto right now are? Um, you guys can guess one. Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner.
1: Marner, probably. Uh, Marcus Stroman. I don't know if you heard his comments. Yeah. No. Shocker. Uh, I know point. he was pissed. That's he was chirping Mike Trout or something.
3: Um, he said something about not getting a long-term deal in Toronto. He's yeah. just bitching to the media again. Yeah, he was. The team sucks, so we don't need to talk
2: about it. But he's basically saying it doesn't look like they're going to sign me long-term. Well, no shit. <laughs>
1: That's the... what he said? Yeah. Oh, look... my gosh. I mean, he's probably going to get traded, but... Uh, here, I'm going to give yeah, you the exact know.
2: quote. Marcus Truman says, and I quote... He loves Toronto and everything about Canada. Yet it's clear he won't be surprised if he's traded. It doesn't seem like I'm going to be signed here to a long-term deal. It's just something you have to come to terms with. Whew. Well,
3: <sighs> look, it's Marner and Marcus Stroman. It's been real, boys. Look, have a good
2: one. I mean, one. I would I would keep Marcus Stroman in loop and basically say, look, we're trading you because we need assets and you're the, our best one right now. <laughs>
3: Edwin Jackson's gonna be our fucking ace by July. Oh God,
1: <laughs> man! I hope they keep up so I can keep putting my mortgage on the other team. Yeah, really.
3: <laughs> um, but yeah, the Jays aren't worth talking about right now. Six straight no. losses. They can. <sighs> That's some summer blues right there. The bad thing is the Raptors and Leafs are done now, so there's really. You're well, stuck this, with
1: the this is this is the of the year. Like, I love that it's summer, but during the week, awful. It's a grind. Yeah. Tell
2: me about oh. it. I mean, look, the Marner thing is going to be the dominant talking point between that and Kawhi. But the thing is about Kawhi is they're keeping it so quiet. You know, maybe the Mitch Marner camp will learn something about Kawhi from Kawhi Leonard. If you just stay quiet, do, your, do what you're supposed to. Like, this is the thing I like about Austin Matthews doesn't Doesn't say anything.
3: Like we didn't know the deal was happening until it was signed and done and tweeted out. We
2: heard. We heard that. Oh, if you want me longer, it's going to cost you more. Which, I mean, that's kind of how it's. Neilander
3: didn't sign a contract for six months, and we didn't hear this much from his camp.
1: No.
2: It just goes to show
3: how
1: it will just be radio silence. Yeah. Yeah. You know how easy it
3: it is to not say anything. And we know Drager's in Ferris' pocket.
0: I mean, he literally close. knows
3: nothing other than Marner stuff. He says something about Zaitsev <laughs> in
2: just general terms today. Oh, that was the be- Did you see Drager cold, uh, cold takes? Did you see that Twitter account? Oh, it's just so bad. Oh, it's not gonna, it's gonna, like I'm a Zaitsev saying.
3: trade could happen tomorrow or yeah. in the draft or yeah, in three weeks. See, it could happen the girl,
1: anytime. You know, the, I got to find I'll give her a shout on this one because it, it made me it made me almost howling, laughing. It was from uh, it's from that girl Rahif. She had yeah. a really good one. She's I'll read it. It said, cool. "It could happen in a box. It could happen with a fox. Saitsev might be <laughs> traded here. Saitsev might be traded everywhere. Could happen on a boat. Could happen with a goat. It could happen in the rain. It could even happen on a train. I just can't say for certain." Dreger Seuss. That was that was one of my favorites. I saw <laughs> that had me laughing very hard. Well, shout out to Rahif.
2: You said. Yeah. Rahaf, is it? A... Rahef. Oh.
1: Great.
3: Old. Great follow. Um, Hold on. Let me pull up her actual tag so we can shout oh,
2: her out share properly. Your, share your screen so I can see it so I can. Uh... It is. Uh... Rahef
1: uh, underscore uh, ISSA. So Issa or Isa. Issa, uh, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's, she's, really... a, she's, a, she's a fun follow. Well, I'm going to have to. Well. She just... <laughs> <Dreger> for...
2: Seuss. <laughs> yeah, that that one, that was very funny. Uh, well, that, she just got a nice follow from us here, so I, I appreciate quality content like that uh, does not go unnoticed, I'll say that. Um, Alright. I don't want to talk about the Mitch stuff because it's, as as Jake says, it's going to be ridiculous, and it's getting ridiculous, and I Honestly, did not want to talk about it. We have something else planned for you people. For those of you who are draft nuts and are preparing for Friday's, you know what? As much as I love the NHL draft, this is not um, this is not something I am. Um, I'm look. I always love the draft, but because a the Leafs don't have a pick, and it's just like. I don't know the drama in this draft is just not there for me. I mean the only thing is that uh there's going to potential being some
1: trades. Yeah. I I actually it's been nice I guess the Raptors has kind of made it. This has been the quickest to a draft ever. Oh yeah. Isn't it in like fantastic. 2 days? Yeah, it's on Friday. Jesus. Same with the NBA, I guess because of the NBA is um,
3: on, what, Thursday? Yeah.
1: I guess the NBA, NBA draft has been so bad because it's basically a full, well, um, lock that Zion Williamson's going first. And yeah. now that the Lakers have uh, traded for Anthony Davis, there's like almost nothing else to talk about leading up to the draft. The only thing that they're preparing for is basically for agency.
2: My question is, does New Orleans try to get number three from
1: yeah, for sure. From the Knicks. If you pair James Zion that. together, that'd be
2: massive.
1: But I don't know. I've seen I've seen a lot of things speculating that the Knicks are they're inter- interviewing guys, they're really high on Darius Garland out of Vanderbilt and really high on Jarrett Culver from Texas Tech. I mean I heard that they were doing the thing for the the Darius Garland workout just to appease What's the bronze agent, Rich Paul? Clutch yeah. Sports, which is nauseating. I freaking hate that guy. But I mean, if the Knicks actually find a way to blow this three-player draft and not take one of the top three players, it will. Just, it will just. I just. It will just be so sad. Like I can't I, wait to I'm. Watch, I w- I'm not a Knicks fan, somebody. but I'm. I'm a supporter of them. And just to get kicked, they've been kicked in the face. Like twenty times this offseason. they don't win the draft lottery. Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant tears his Achilles, and then uh, then Kyrie Irving is basically already announced he's going to the Nets.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I if if that happens, if like the Knicks do not take uh, R.J., I cannot wait to see what Stephen A. Smith is going to say on his show the following day. Like, They'll have
1: an aneurysm.
2: Did you like just them not getting the first overall pick almost had the guy in tears.
1: Yeah. I I'm I'm actually very I was pretty happy with the draft as somebody who who wanted the Knicks to just not be shit because I knew the odds were stacked against them. They only had what a 14% chance and if they felt it could have been worse. They could have been fucking Phoenix. Phoenix is like picking 7th. And they had the they had the same odds as the Knicks. So I mean, it could be a lot worse. Oh, but yeah. yeah, Considering this was the guy, this was the this was the perfect guy for New York City, and they kind of got shafted out of him. And it's okay. I mean, they're it's not like they're going to get a scrub, but it sucks. You wa- you wanted to see a guy like Zion in New York City, and I think he wanted that too. But yeah. that is what it is.
2: Unless he uh, pulls some more drama and forces a trade to uh, New York. <laughs> Which wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities. He'd
1: probably have to do what Anthony Davis has already done.
2: Man, that would be such a kick to the nuts of uh, Pelicans fans. Yeah, considering what they just pulled off against the against the Lakers too.
1: I I don't th- I don't think that will happen though. Uh, Zion Williamson doesn't strike me as a kid who would do that. No, I mean, luckily he's not being represented by that asshole Rich Paul. So, um, yeah. Again, how, how a guy that doesn't even have a college degree is running his own sports his own sports um, a- agency, basically under the umbrella of a currently active player, I find absolutely ridiculous, but whatever. That's why none of his clients ever win fucking anything in the past couple of years.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I look forward to the drama of the NBA draft. Hopefully there will be some. Um, and then the NHL draft. I think... What people are talking more so of than the actual draft itself is what could happen at the draft floor between GMs yep. when you look at how many teams that, A, may want to trade into the first round, that don't have a first-round pick, how many players are up for grabs. Um, th- this is this could be pretty interesting, and that's what I'm looking forward to. Like We saw a little bit of movement last year, but nothing that went like, Oh my God! This like massive trade happened
1: at the draft. Like I don't recall. Uh, I know no. F- the Schneider
3: was like the last one.
1: Yeah, the last really. Um, Derek Stepan was traded for a top ten pick. Yeah. Uh, not many top ten picks get traded for players.
2: No, and like I remember when St. Louis and Philly made that deal, Braden Shen going to the Blues because they wanted that late first round pick.
1: Yeah, they got Clem, Clem Costum. Yes.
2: Yeah, right. Not that
3: um, yeah I mean, this draft is going to be, I mean, it's been made more interesting, honestly, by Capo Caco. Um. Jack Hughes has been the guy for most of the year, obviously, but mm. the world championships, I mean, it's sort of a what have you done for me lately thing with drafts. If a guy has a good world championship. Uh, we saw at the beginning of this draft process where the Helenka gretzky Cup, which used to just be the Ivan um a bunch of guys had their draft stock go up, up and it just stayed the rest of the way. Um, it's going to be fun. I mean, after the top, yeah, top two guys. I mean, it could be a range of guys. There's no real set order, which is kind of cool for the first time. Yeah. 2018 was a bit odd because you had guys like Barrett Hayden and um, went top five tied to went, I think, 18th, I'd like to say. When he was um, supposed to be like a late first, so there's, DeLondre, there's a went lot of movement.
2: To uh, Chicago, didn't he? He went to Dallas. Went to I Dallas? forget what pick it was though. Okay, so I'm trying to remember who Chicago picked. He, they Chicago have... took uh, Adam
1: Bockquist. Bockquist yeah. I wonder if they take uh, Byron. What's his Byron? Byron. Bowen. Bow Byron. Byron. Bowen. Byron. Yeah.
2: That's an that'd be an interesting pick, I think. Yep. Um. So with that being said, first off. If you want to get some rankings and just kind of see where things go, Austin has his latest draft rankings up on tip of the tower. Yes, sir. A lot of work put into that. A lot of work getting that up and keeping it up. Let's just say that (laughs) Austin knows where I'm getting with that. Oh, yeah. And um, Austin, you are the, I'm making you the commissioner of our, we we try to do these every year. Last year, we did do it as a podcast form. We did it, what was you the know, last time we did what
3: it? I, what I find interesting here, and I don't know how it keeps happening, but I looked back, we did a podcast the first year we did this yeah. with Omar and Chris We did it. that
2: live with everyone, like yeah. everyone but Jake in the studio.
3: That was a big deal. Mm-hmm. We,
2: we made that a production. We took Jake up to the podium for him.
1: We did that. Yeah, that was, that was the Nico Heischer draft.
3: Yeah. Yes, that's why. And Jake picked first that year. I checked last year, Jake also picked first. Last year.
2: Gee, I wonder where Jake is picking this year, everyone.
1: Basically, just let me pick first
3: every year. Yeah. <laughs> so, I randomized this list ten times. This Bullshit. is not me just giving Jake the pick.
2: Bullshit.
3: Um, well, you have the easiest pick in the draft, Dave. Dave's picking number two. I am picking number three, and it just rotates from there. So, Jake, you have New Jersey. You are uh, – technically, you're on the clock, so – Go ahead
1: and give me... Okay, a no, guy. I'm not going to mess around like the other assholes <laughs> You're just that You're going to run over with your card? Yeah, yeah, I'll just sprint <laughs> up there. As soon as Gary's done, I'll be like, okay, why are we... I, I I never understand that, why they're fucking around. I'd just be like, okay, they're on the clock. here's oh. their pick. You've only been on the... I just
3: forgot, we, we need Chris to come back every year and do that Batman impression. Hello,
0: everybody.
2: <laughs> Welcome to the
0: NHL draft. Welcome took- to the beautiful <laughs> city of Vancouver.
2: It took us My like five minutes to get back
0: city on track. There in Canada.
2: Jake's got it. I'm yeah. terrible. I don't know how you get your voice like that, Jake. Wow. To the
0: to the great city of Vancouver, I would like to thank you for your hospitality. With the first overall selection, the New Jersey Devils are on the clock.
2: See, Jake watches too much Overdrive, and that's why too he much
1: gets Overdrive. That. Listen, to <laughs> Jerry's percentages. Jerry.
0: All right, right, Come and get the Stanley Cup, Jake. Are you sure you're not Uh, (laughs) Jerry?
1: But I won't. I won't mess around. Um, Pretty easy pick. I mean, you knew it from the second the lottery finished. The first overall pick, the New Jersey Devils select Jack Hughes, center from the U.S. uh, under eighteen team. I mean. Shocker. What else what else am I supposed to say? Yeah. A complete elite centerman. He's slightly undersized, probably needs to add about thirty pounds. But I mean, he he didn't he just broke what record did he break? He broke Ovechkin's he, under eighteen record, right? Yeah,
3: I believe so. Yeah, he finished top in the tournament. I think he had Seventeen points in seven games, like like, like
1: that. F- five games or something absurd. Where he had almost. He was unbelievable.
2: He set the U- um, U.S. National Development Program scoring.
0: As
3: yes,
1: well. yeah, yeah, he, he broke. He broke the record memory. of of Alex DeBrinket, uh, Kane, Austin yes, Matthews, all those guys. He broke their records, and, and, uh, and uh, it was
3: Clayton Keller that held it.
1: Clayton <laughs> Keller, correct. And I mean, the kid's are stunned. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of like the Clayton Keller type of comparison to me yep. you know he's like an undersized guy highly highly skilled he yep. he's definitely playing the nhl this year even though i would not be stunned if he was in a market that say colorado got it i wouldn't be shocked if he got sent down and then maybe got called up later in the season or something like that but new jersey yeah. that's a place that they gotta <laughs> they gotta get yeah. something here you know they taylor hall's in his walk year coming up and they gotta get to as much talent on the on the on the ice as possible. And it's, I think it's a lot easier for him to play nowadays than it would have been a couple years ago with it being heavier. But he'll he'll walk in and he'll make that Devils lineup right away. And I think him and him and Hisher is a pretty good one-two punch down the down the center ice was, position for the next fifteen years.
2: I was gonna say if I'm in easier, bad. I'm liking this too because you push him down uh,
1: to the number two spot which i which i think is his perfect fit i think he, he he's always reminded me of a guy like henrik zetterberg who is a great two-way player but he's never going to be that elite player
2: no exactly all right so i'm on the
0: clock uh,
3: yes new york rangers david you're on the clock i'm just going to write your pick in now because yeah
0: <laughs> and so those dirty bastards pick. in my hometown of new york get up here and make your selection
2: their they first to ever top entirely. five pick. The first ever first time the Rangers are in the
1: top five. Is, uh, that, in the lottery ser- even. is that serious? No. How yep. is that possible?
2: Because yeah, apparently. Because they're not good. <laughs> they, don't, they don't... Hey, what was the last time the Rangers had a first round pick of their own?
3: It was last year. Last year. They yeah. took Keandre Miller with their pick,
2: and, I believe. No, they took Kratz off.
3: Oh, right. Yeah, sorry. Keandre Miller was a trade pick.
2: Uh, yes, that was... Remember, wasn't that the one that Omar wanted the Leafs to get? In
3: yeah, the Jake and I looping. and Omar all wanted yeah. Keandre Miller for the Leafs, but it's pretty Miller. okay. Yeah. He
1: was a I mean, stud Keandre Mr. Miller looks pretty
3: Yeah, cool. so, He was unreal in college. Um, he, all right, so are you ready for this? I mean, your pick's already in. You might as well just say it.
2: Uh, from this country called Finland. I mean, if you pronounce it correct. From uh, Liga. TPS. Yeah.
1: Kapo Kako. Yep. I mean, wow. A real stunner there.
3: <laughs> wow. That's cock in the Emmy 2.0 right there. Is that you're gonna have
2: fans carrying I
3: mean, on with that. I
1: did not see that one at all. I was not
2: because yeah. I think when I looked at this guy at the World Juniors, I think like, you know he was pretty decent. But then you watch him at the World Championships. What I saw him do to Canada, yeah. I just went, my God, He's a stud.
1: <laughs> he he's, is, he's fantastic.
2: That's he pretty much all you can say about him.
1: Is for me, for me, like a comparable, I don't know if you guys agree or not, he reminds me of just bang the same player is Vladimir Tarasenko. I think they're pretty much the exact same player whenever I watch them play.
2: I think he, he, he's, he's more willing to move the puck, like be a puck mover as well, like carry the puck and just some of the things like – he is so hard to knock the knock the puck off of. That is going to be his best trait, and that's going to be the best trait to translate into the NHL because you have so many guys that now don't lay the body when it comes to trying to take the puck off. It's more about trying to push it off the guy's stick, and he's just so good at shielding it.
1: Good guy. NHL ready too. Yeah, he's he's a big guy. He's like six three. Think he, he might be a shade over two hundred pounds now, but he'll he'll step right in on Broadway and. Rangers, they could be a pretty good team. I think they can make the playoffs. I'm, next year. I'm
2: wondering yeah. if them getting this number two pick changed their whole rebuild out. It's almost I like when the Leafs got Matthews. I think
1: it did. Like, yeah, I think it does.
2: And like you think about the market, what they're what the money they have available, the cap space that they're gonna have as well. How they, they can
1: always draw free agents. I think they're gonna go big fish hunting this uh at July first. And I think they'll get I think they'll get one of the elite free agents too.
2: And I think they yeah. they got a big blessing when Carlson re-signed with uh, San Jose because then they're just like, Okay, we'll just go get true, but Yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty good constellation prize, I would say. Oh yeah. All right, um
3: that's all yeah. I have to say. My turn. Um the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm actually are on this one I can hear myself now this is weird um, Chicago Blackhawks are on the clock and uh, with the third pick I'm gonna take Alex turcott center from the US development program um, and I mean it's what I've was sort of bouncing towards was either do you take Bowen Byram and who's going to be a stud defenseman or do you take turcott who is getting a lot of comparisons to Chicago's current captain Jonathan Taves? Yeah. Um, and he was rated really low, um, missed half the season with an injury, came back, and he was unbelievable. He was going to be apparently a top-five pick regardless because people just knew how good he was. He's the best two-way center in the in the draft. Yeah. So for a rebuilding team like that, I mean, you have Taves, you have Dylan Strom, but, you know, good teams have that three, have those three centers down the middle that can help. And if you have Strom as your third center, I mean, you're laughing. He, he is very highly skilled, and he can play the defensive end as well. So, that's a home run for me for Chicago. As much as they could use another defenseman, I mean, it's the best player on the board in my eyes.
2: So, the first time in mock draft history, we're going to take a bit of a break. Because <laughs> Jake uh, needed to step oh. out for a second. Okay. I, I that was a, I, I mean, we'll just talk about this for a second, because I think yeah. Chicago, I mean, we talk about New York getting a favorable position. Yeah. I mean, Chicago... They're laughing because they have their choice of, do we want a center or do we want a defenseman? Not many teams get that. Honestly. <laughs> I think Jake's built it.
0: What's up? Okay, hey, buddy.
2: so So, um, as you know, uh, Austin took
1: Alex Turcotte. Wow. The little yes. guy at three. Oh, yeah. So they're going to have two midgets.
3: Yep. <laughs> he is... I, every time I've watched him, he's just been so good. He back checks incredibly well, and he's the best two way center in this draft. So, yeah, it's, it's it was behind. either him or Byram for me. It's you can't really go wrong with either. But I mean, with oh, both getting, I,
1: I got him uh, mixed up. Oh, with, uh, Cole Caulfield, Caulfield. My, fault, no. my fault. No, you're
3: good. No, there's there's a possibility that five U.S. development forwards could go in the top five. And that's just how good they were this year.
1: In the top ten, you mean?
3: Sorry, yeah, top ten.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. <sighs>
3: Um, yeah, that's are, why. I
1: keep getting them mixed
3: up. Yeah, there's still three more forwards that could go in the top ten that we haven't picked. But Turcotte, yeah, like I said, he hasn't been getting as much hype because he plays the second line center behind Hughes, but he's
2: unbelievably talented. So, Jake, you now have... I mean, sorry, awesome. I'm taking your, your role here. At... No, if you
3: want to do it, that's all good. I, and I don't like to talk as much. Um, Jake's, Jake's on the clock now with uh, Colorado, who all lost right. the lottery,
2: but they've... Uh, They still won the war. I think we need Mr. Mr. Jerry up here to explain how the hell Colorado is picking number
0: fourth overall. Okay. Now now on the clock, the Ottawa Senators. Oh, wait. Never mind. They are the dumbest franchise in hockey. So on the clock is actually the Colorado Avalanche? This can't be right. Oh, actually, (laughs) actually, Bill Daly has told me that this is correct. Colorado is on the clock. <laughs> All right.
3: Well done.
1: Um, and as Joe Sackick, I will walk up there and, and thank thank the lovely city of Ottawa. I guess Vancouver, since they're hosting this. And a pretty easy <laughs> pick for me. As a team that needs a second-line center, somebody to go behind Nathan McKinnon and Rantanen and the beasts they have back there. I'm going to take Kirby Dak from uh, Saskatoon. Ooh. I mean, for me, just a perfect fit. They, a... they need forwards. They have a lot of really good young mobile defensemen with, obviously, um, the, the Hobie Baker winner. What's his name?
3: Kale McCarr.
1: Yeah, Kale yeah, McCarr. They got Samuel Gerrard. They got some good young puck-moving defensemen. So I'm going to just go with offense. And I think the best best pick for them is, is Kirby Dak. I mean, he's a, he's a really big kid. I yep. think the comp that I saw was a guy like Ryan Getzlaff, a guy who's really big, really big right now, and he's going to have to grow into his body. He might not be good enough to make the roster right out of camp, but um, wouldn't shock me if he made this team because they're so close to, I think, being legit championship contenders. And, I mean, for Colorado, this is just... This is just icing on the cake for them. I mean, getting a player yeah. of this magnitude, being in Game Seven, one game away from uh, one game away from conference being final. in the Conference Finals against the Stanley Cup champions, who I think they would have been in a ridiculously tough matchup for the Blues. They're they're on their way up, and I still can't believe that this team, this is the same team that was so 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 bad. Yep. What was it, two years ago when they had like 48 points or something?
3: That was the year after they took then, wasn't
1: it? I think so. That was 20, after
3: the Matthews draft, so 2016. 2016-17. Yeah. yeah. No, they were terrible that year. I don't even remember who they – I guess it was McCarr. they took that year with fourth overall yep, pick. Yep, it was. Yeah. I forget who they took last year, too.
1: Um, it was um, It was a foreign kid. <laughs> oh, it was uh, – was it Kupari? Um uh, no, Kapari matter. went Kapari went to LA.
3: I'll think of it shortly. Uh it'll come to me. <laughs> right. Anyway, um you're yeah, I mean Doc's gonna be very good. He it, this is what I mean about the top ten. Like it's subjective to anybody. Like Doc could go fourth overall, he could go ninth overall, tenth overall. It was overall, Martin
1: It was Martin Coe.
3: Yes, thank you. Yeah, it's just, anyone can go anywhere. Um, but there's, yeah, generally there's a top 10. It's just you have no idea where anyone's going to go in that top 10. All right, Dave, you are Los Angeles. Give her a go.
2: I think uh, there was moments of flip-flopping of what I was going to do. <laughs> I mean, LA just, they're a team that kind of needs everything. Yeah. Um, I look back at their last couple of drafts. The last two years, they have taken a center with their first-round pick. Uh, You might remember Mm -hmm. Gabriel Valardi, who... And then Kupari. And, yep, and Rasmus Kupari. So, I'm going away from that. And I'm taking the guy that should arguably be taken in the top five, whether it's Chicago or it's... uh, Regardless of whoever it is, uh, Bowen Byron. Uh, So, yeah. That's forward, pretty
1: easy pick for me. It's
2: it's a honest to god like this guy. I mean, we talk about studs. Uh, this guy had 34 goals and 89 games in the WHL lap, uh, between the regular season and the playoffs. Like, yep. um, really good on yep. the power play. So you look at LA. I mean, Doughty. He needs help. Uh, he needs a, a guy like him who's got pretty good speed. Um, whether I don't think he's gonna be on the Kings next year. I think the Kings are gonna take the year to just kind of reevaluate after they bought off enough, and I, I I think this is this is the safe. It, it, I hate to say the word safe pick, but this is probably the easiest pick you can make in that situation. Yeah, I mean,
1: in my opinion, I, you are never gonna have a bust if you take a top five defenseman in the top five. <laughs> Yeah. cuz the way defensemen are they're so hard to find. The only way you find them is by drafting them yeah. or trading a ton for them. Um but you'll just you're, you'll just never be like damn, what an awful pick. That just won't happen.
3: And Unless they, you take Dylan MacOrath.
2: Yeah. And they haven't Jesus really taken Christ. any like <laughs> if you look at the last few years the Kings, yeah, they got Sean Jersey from the Leafs. Um but like, their
3: their top prospect on defense is Kale Clegg, and he's yeah. probably going to make the NHL this upcoming season.
2: Well, he, so Kale Clegg, he was in the age. rounder last year. Yeah. Um, I think I, I think LA is preparing to go younger in that in that area, but
1: they better yeah. be. Yeah, they have to.
2: They have to because of after Dowdy's contract kicking in this year, and uh, yeah. just a lot. So, I'm. Uh, curious to see how that plays out, but that would be my pick if I was the LA Kings. Real quick, before we
3: go to anything, I think as soon as Byram's off the board, I think that's what the movement you were talking about, that's where it's going to start. Because after Byram's gone, there's not another top defensive prospect. They're good players, but there's no studs like Byram. So if a team doesn't get Byram, they could trade back. So there could be a lot of movement in that end, but... Yeah, he's got to go top five. If he doesn't, that would be an absolute shock, honestly. Like, if he falls to six in Detroit, Steve Eiserman has done. They better
1: sprint to the podium.
3: Yeah, Steve Eiserman's going to be waiting stage right to do this podium. Go to the podium, Mm -hmm. rather. Um, All right. Well, speaking of Eiserman, I'm number six and uh, the Detroit Red Wings. I'm going to take a center. I just don't remember which one I want to take. Um. All right. I'm gonna go with another U.S. development program prospect. I'm gonna go with Trevor
2: Ziegres. This was the guy I was contemplating taking for LA. Yep. Then,
3: I mean, just um, he's just he's so good. It's it's hard to really single all these U.S. development program guys out because their forward crop is just so unbelievably talented. Um, <laughs> is another guy, and you're gonna hear it a lot from me. It's. Because of Hughes, he just didn't get as much hype as he should have. He played on his wing, actually, for the majority of the year. And he played up and down the lineup. I think he played fourth line at some point during the season for the program. So he's a stud. He's going to Boston U next year. So like these U.S. development program forwards, you got to wait a year on them generally. But they're well worth it, all
1: of them. They so, usually all go to college for yeah. one or two years. They dominate, and then they come in.
3: Jack Hughes is pretty much the exception in
1: Austin and Matthews. Austin
3: Matthews, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hughes didn't commit to a university because he knew he was going pro right away. So, is what it is. Um, Zagres is going to be very good. He's got sort of an, I don't want to say odd skating stride. He just sort of skates straight up instead of sort of bent over like some guys, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. He just, it looks a little odd, but he throws like spinning, no look passes, cross crease for guys with no issue whatsoever. He is going to be special. And he's just going to add on some weight and he'll be incredible. And college will help him with that. Yeah. All right. Um, we're going to move on or anyone else? Yeah, I think that's, yeah.
2: You...
3: No. Uh, all right. Jacob, you are up again. Mr. Uh,
1: Buffalo Sabres. Uh, this one, this one, this is. Buffalo, this one's really easy. I actually, I'm going to be trading this pick to the Leafs for Nikita Zait. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: no, but uh, to be se- seriously though, um, I mean, what does Buffalo have nothing of goal scorers? They just pay a goal scorer. $9 million for a guy with a career high probably deserves $2 million less. What is probably the best pure goal scorer right now? and I'm going to take Cole Caulfield. I mean, I'm not really – personally, I'm not really a big fan of guys who are that small. I don't have a problem with players that are 5'10 or 5'9, but 5'7, 165, purely because there's just such a small list of players that have been successful at that size. Guys like Johnny Goudreau, Alex Duprinkit, um Martin St. Louis, but outside of that, there's not many guys. Um, so for that reason, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I think it's really hard to look past the production. I think if he's a guy that can grow even an inch and add like 15 pounds so he can become a little thicker, that would be great for him, but he's going to a great program. He's going to, um, university of Wisconsin with Don Granados, the head coach there. He should absolutely light it up there. And I think he could be in Wisconsin for a couple years, but, um, it's worth swinging for the fences if you're if you're Buffalo because they just need guys that can score goals and they especially need wingers. Yeah,
3: uh, it's exactly right. Honestly, they need they needed either another center or a goal scoring winger. And yeah, that's what I said with Zagres. It's worth the wait for these guys in the development program because they all turn out to be very very good players. And yeah, that's about it. You said it perfectly. Yeah, I
2: think. <laughs> um, that- all right. That- David, yeah, you I mean, get
3: our good old friends in Edmonton.
2: Oh, I mean, I guess uh, Keith Kretzky is going to be manning the draft from what I've been hearing. <laughs> oh, our good old Christ. boy, Keith.
3: Oh, so, our favorite general, former general manager.
2: So last year, the Edmonton Oilers picked Evan Bouchard in the right. first round. About that. Um, I think... Oh my God! You just look at Edmonton. You just think, what do they need? And you're just like everything. <laughs> yeah. Like there's just even goaltending. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm not picking a goaltender. Just FYI. Well, there's one. There,
3: coming there's up. one
1: that's available. Yeah. There's <laughs> um, one
2: that would be a bit
3: of a stretch at this pick, but not too crazy. Anyway, go ahead.
2: I mean, I'm not going to. If I swear to God, they took a goaltender. They have. If they
3: took a goaltender goal top ten, and you should just fire the whole staff. Um, but no, he. Yeah. I'm, going, needs, I'm going to go with
2: a guy who had been rumored to be in the top 5 for parts of the year. Um mm. I think I know where you're going. With. I think you know you look at the needs and the the biggest debates going on in Edmonton and I mean you just pick the guy that you you think about going for that's going to help them the most and I think that's going to be Dylan Cousins. Oh, not where I thought you were going. Good. Yeah, I, I thought like you were going
1: <laughs> Pud Colson, That's where yes. I thought you were going.
2: No, I'm going with. Yeah. I'm going with the center just because. Good.
3: They need the center. They do, considering that none of their centers are actually going to play center. Other than yeah. McDavid.
2: And he's got the size they I think they need down the middle too. I mean, like Nugent Hopkins is going to get pushed to the wing.
1: He's um, probably going to get traded. Uh, I I wouldn't be shocked if he got dealt.
2: That, and that way, and hit, maybe drafting him also makes it easier for them to do that too.
1: It would be very stupid, but they're not the brightest bunch, so. I just yeah, uh, yeah. He's sorry. Go ahead, Dave.
2: No, and I'm he, just thinking out loud. And it's, like, look, and he's not like a big center that's slow. Like, I don't look at him no. as like a Dylan Strome sort of size. I look at him as a guy who can you know. He he's got speed. He's he knows how to move the puck. You he's six three and he's one of the fastest guys in this draft class. So, I, I think you know you give him some time in in WHL to you know continue to develop, dominate there. Give him give him the time to properly develop, and then I think he could be a a, you know, a number two guy behind McDavid. I yep. think that's the good thing for them is they not they're not develop to be the developing him to be the number one. They develop him to be the number two.
3: The scary thing for me with Edmonton is that they take a guy that's from the CHL that they're going to rush him like they have with so many other prospects.
2: I just think they, Ken Holland is it changes all yeah. that. He's he is the he is the architect from Detroit so. of putting the guys in the minors unless they are absolutely no brainers to be up there.
3: And I mean, I don't want to go too far into Edmonton, but the one guy they exercised patience on that wasn't McDavid it was Leon Dreisaitl. And look how he's turned out when he gave him a year and some time in the AHL. Yeah. Um, That's my thing. Yeah. Cousins is very first, good. He should honestly be a top six guy. But
2: By the way, the first Canadian team off the board.
3: Yes. Um, also, really stupid thing I came across. Not a stupid thing. It's cool for him. He's, uh, he's actually from Yukon territory. He's from Yellowknife.
1: Yes, yeah, he yes. is. I did know that.
3: Um, he would only be the second player ever drafted from the Yukon.
1: Who's Isn't it like Jonathan Chichu or something?
3: No, it's... Uh, I forget his name. His last name is Sturgeon, I believe. Oh. He was a second-rounder back in the 80s, I'd like to say. He only played like three games.
1: That's cool, though.
3: Yeah. So there's a lot of players from the Yukon, but there's only been two ever to play in the NHL. So he'd be the third ever. He will be the third ever. And he'll be the highest player ever drafted from his uh, territory. For sure. <laughs> so that's cool. Um, all right. Anaheim at number nine. And I think I've gone. Yeah, I've gone development program with all my picks so far. So let's just uh, let's make it a trio. Why not? I'm going to go with uh, Matt Boldy from the U.S. development program. Um, and I mean, he's probably one of the smartest players in the draft, I'd say. Just his IQ is crazy. He just He makes people look silly. I've seen a couple plays where he's just danced through an entire line. He passes well. I think that's sort of important. He's a winger that doesn't... He can score the puck, but he really likes distributing. So Anaheim's going to really like that. They've drafted a lot of centers and a lot of forwards. But I think their decor is good enough to get them through with drafting another high-skilled player. And Boldy's going to be going to... Boston College.
1: BC, I think it is BC. Yeah.
3: And he's got another uh, draft prospect that should be coming up shortly. That's going to be with him as well at BC. So that'll be a good little freshman combo.
1: I mean, you look at
2: Anaheim down the road. How long is Getzlav going to be there? And yep they got to start ushering in the newer, newer blood. And they're their- another
3: team that could have gone after Put Colson because they seem like they're trying to they're getting rid of Corey Perry and they're trying to just bury these contracts. Like getslav just get through that window of Kessler and Getzlaff having big money. So they could have waited a couple years on Pug Colson, but Boldy's going to be ready in probably maybe two years. He'll take it BC. Who knows? But he's one of those guys that could come out and I wouldn't question it. Um. All righty, Jake. It's me, Vancouver. With Van City, the home team drafting. Home
1: it. team. All right.
3: All right. Jay, we need Mr. Um, back up.
1: I am actually going to have a little bit of a splash I actually think Vancouver's going to be a team that will try and – I actually think they might trade this pick, to be honest, just purely because they're kind of a team that has a ton of prospects and they got to start getting guys in. But for me, I look at Vancouver. One thing I remember playing against them is they are very small and they're very soft. So I'm going to go a little off the board here. I remember watching this guy play in the – in the Memorial Cup, I was really su- surprised at how good he was. I'm going to take uh, Raphael Lavoie Ooh. from Halifax.
3: I thought you were going to pick
1: Brett Leeson versus <laughs> oh, No, Jesus. no, no. I'm going yeah, to – yeah, Raphael Lavoie, I mean, yep. he played for Halifax. He's a big guy. I mean, the thing that, that stood stood out for me with Lavoie was how he, he was like a – he could move pretty well for a guy that size. Yep. Um, I mean – that's super rare to find those guys that are that big especially nowadays with the way the league is trending with um, guys being so small uh, and being so fast and so skilled but I think if you can find a guy at this size who can keep up uh, keep up speed wise with some of your better young players as well as be physically involved which we saw with the Blues is and the Bruins based on the way the game's officiated is still important I mean I, I think I think it's a good fit for, for Vancouver. They're always a team that tends to reach a little bit. They've done it with a couple of their past picks, and they seem to have worked out. So,
2: Yeah, I, that pick does make – that would have been either them or the Flyers. Like the, I think LeVa fits the mold of both players, which is kind of eh, – he, bit of he fell
3: back. off a little bit in the middle of the season because um, a lot of – from what I was reading, I didn't catch a lot of QMJHL games. Just highlights and stuff, but from what I was reading, scouts were saying that his effort was sort of, you didn't know which player was going to show up on a night-to-night. He's apparently, he fixed that as the season went along, and then he just completely destroyed the QMJHL playoffs. He had something like 32 points in 20-something games. He was a stud, and then he followed it up with a great Memorial Cup. So, he his draft stock shot right back up, and he can also play the wing and center, so teams will like the versatility. Alrighty. Sorry, I keep forgetting, forgetting I have to introduce teams. <laughs> um, Dave, you're up. You have Philly at 11. Yeah, I mean...
2: <laughs> wow, after what Philly's done the last few days... It, <laughs> guys
3: <laughs> that don't cost a lot, they'll need those in a couple years.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's this is a kind of a tougher thing to really... what like What is Philly's biggest target going to be? Yeah. Um, and at this point in the draft, it's really hard to know where um, where guys kind of fall. But I look at Philly. I look at their defense. I think they could use some uh, some help there on the uh, on the back end. So I'm I've been I've been back and forth with this pick again because yep. of where people have been going, but. I'm gonna go with Philip Broberg, um, or Philippe. Yep. I don't know how they say it. Philip Broberg from Sweden. think it's just Lance is shot, six foot three, two hundred pound defenseman. I think he. You look at what Philly just did, uh, getting some guys who are near the end of their turn here, um, but also kind of keeping that window open where they don't need to rush their younger defensemen. I think. Why not continue that trend with by getting another defensive in the draft?
3: Yep. He's uh, he's one of those guys I was talking about that was had a big link of Gretzky and he actually was uh, he had top five hype coming out of that tournament. That's how good they thought he was. He's six three. He's unbelievably fast. His stride is so strong for somebody his size. Um and he can go end to end in a blink of an eye. He's amazing but he wasn't very good. I believe it's the Elsvenskan that AIK plays in right now. They got demoted. So the Swedish second tier didn't play too well in, but he also was too good for the junior league in Sweden. So uh, he fell on the board a bit, but he, I mean, he's got everything a team's going to want and he's a left shot, but who really cares? He's got the pro tools and he could be a top four guy. You just got to give him some time to get, uh, Get up to speed.
1: And Philly loves taking their loves taking their Europeans. I mean, look at the they took the Russian centerman. The name eludes me. A couple of years ago, they took Provorov. Um,
2: German Rubsov. Rupsov.
1: Yeah, Rubsov. That's it. I mean, they have other guys. It's like they they like taking European players, and I, they don't mind waiting for them either. Yeah.
3: Um. So that leaves us at. Uh, Sorry, 12. I'm reading ahead of myself here. Um, It's me with the Minnesota Wild. And I know who I'm going to take here. It's who I was uh, looking at when I was doing a mock before we came up with this little idea. Uh, It is Alex Newhook, center from Victoria in the BCHL. And he's one of those guys, uh, junior A guy, because he wanted to go to college. And he's just torn up the BCHL the last couple of years. I believe he had 102 points this year in... I don't even remember the game count, excuse me. But he's he can walk through an entire team. He's got that skill. He's got the speed. The U18s this year he, that were just played, he proved that he could play against his own age group. And, I mean, Minnesota doesn't mind taking those guys that take a year in uh, college. They took Jordan Greenway. They took uh, Luke Kunin. Uh, um, Alex Newhook was the guy I was alluding to that's going to uh, Boston College with Matt Boldy. So he i could see him going maybe 2 3 years in college
1: college hockey but, getting some good players
3: yep he's especially when you get those canadians cuz oh man um but new hooks yeah i could see him going into his uh, junior season before he comes out into the nhl it's just a waiting game with him but he's got probably one of the highest ceilings of any forward in the first round i'd say um yeah anything Anything anyone wants to add to that. Feel free.
2: I mean, I think when you look at, um,
0: I mean, Minnesota, they they've been a very interesting team because
2: they you know they made the the change uh, in, with their GM. Um, I feel like they desperately need some help up front, considering the injuries they have had and the changes they've had. Uh, that makes sense to me. What, going with the center there
1: uh, for sure.
3: All right, Uh, Jake, you are up with the Florida Panthers at number 13.
1: All right, this one's really easy. Um, Basically, Florida, South Florida. You know who loves South Florida? Those Russians. I am going to take Vasily Podkolzin. Let's go. Look at Florida. I mean, just connecting the dots here, going after Panarin and Bobrovsky package deal. There's two Russians right there. They don't mind waiting a bit for these players to come over. No rush for them. What's an easier, t- easiest place to get a Russian to come over is to a place with warm and no state tax. The complete opposite of mother, mother Russia. So I'm gonna go with Vasily Podkolzin. I think he's the best player on the board right now. Um, he's probably probably gonna stick around, considering, you know, people are still. They don't really know what's going to happen with the KHL. Our guy's going to stay. I was, if I was Minnesota, I probably would have taken him, considering what they have going on with Kirill Kaprizov. But he's probably going to be a similar situation like that. Probably going to get his contract traded for by a bigger team in Russia, and going to play there. But he's he's a heck of a player, and um, I think this is great value for a team like Florida. Yeah, I think,
2: and you look at uh, Quinnville. That, I think, helps them you know, sell on these uh, Russian guys as well, considering what Panarin's been able to do, how much Panarin like, And look, if Florida gets Panarin, that's another added bonus to a guy like him to come and play with a Russian mate. So.
1: And Bobrovsky. They're probably going to get Bobrovsky.
2: So th- this is funny, though. A lot of mock drafts had them going and getting Spencer Knight, the goaltender. Yep.
1: And, that's a good one. I didn't really think of that one to be honest, but I mean, I just for me Florida they got to get something. They got to get some flash and dash. Ben drop some drop a couple rubles rubles on the table. <laughs> get him to come over. He's a really yep. good player. He's pretty he's a NHL NHL ready too in terms of his size. Yep. Wow.
3: All right, Mr. Morse you are up with number 14 and it is the Arizona Coyotes.
1: The so, Coyotes. I think this, this this pick could be in play, too. Yeah. I think so.
2: Um, you look at the Coyotes the last couple years. Uh, they've been, or actually the last few years, they've been very big on going out of the OHL in their, uh, with their first-round pick. Uh, they shocked a lot of people with the Barrett Hayden uh, at fifth overall. Mm. So, considering they see him as kind of their future at center, I look at... Yeah where they desperately need some help, and they haven't really addressed that need, although they've uh, kind of backstopped it a little bit. I look at their uh, Between the Pipes, and I think this is where you get your goalie, guys. I'm going to go with cool. Spencer Knight.
1: Um, wow, that one hurts. That, that was <laughs> I had that one locked in for my next one.
2: Oh, uh, I, I had to sneak that one in there because I see... Look, Ranta... No... Didn't do so bad, but they they had so many injuries on in the in net, and they somehow still were in a playoff position. If they have a formidable goalie to go along with the younger guys that they have there, I think it it would really help. So that's why I'm going with uh, Spencer, who's arguably. I mean, look, no one's doubting he's the top uh, top uh, goalie, goalie in the NHL. I mean, it's. There's just no reason why I, I think. I mean, people thought the Panthers were going to get him. I think. Look, if if Arizona needs something big time, it's goaltending. I mean, he's not going to step in there and be like Carter Hart in in that regard. But when it's time to you know change of the guard, he's the guy.
1: All right, Austin, let's do it. Let's make it a real easy one. You know who to go? Montreal. Yeah.
3: Uh, we're going to take a guy projected in the seventh round. Let's me look it up.
1: No, let's, let's team up a, a couple of, you know, what's.
3: Oh, jeez, See, that's where, um, I went originally with my mock or my rankings. Um, and I think what Jake is alluding to here is, um, the center from the very Colts. Uh, Ryan There Suzuki. we go. Hold on. Others. Hold on. That is not my pick though.
0: What?
3: No. That is no originally really. where I went. The issue is, well, they, they need everything. That's sort of the issue.
0: There you go. No issue. Take the brothers. <laughs> oh, it, it,
3: no. I
1: want to see another pair of brothers. He is, he's
3: going to come later, but um, what Montreal fans have been looking for in this draft is a defenseman. Surprisingly, um, after Shea... Well, not surprisingly. After Shea Weber, you have Jeff Petrie. And then it just sort of falls off. They don't really have... They have a lot of good young prospects that are like third and fourth round guys, but they don't have a top dog. Uh, let me let me just go ahead and take another U.S. development program guy. I'm going to go with Cam York, the defenseman. Ooh. <laughs> Got at least one... Oh, no, two new non-fans of this, but... Yeah, I mean, Cam York's just, he's a power play quarterback. He's a left-handed shot, so he's not as uh, touted as, say, some other defensemen. But he's just, he's solid. He's going to go to Michigan this next year. Uh, as a 5'11", 5'10", five, five, foot around that size. Sort of your guy that can move the puck really well and plays both ends well. It's just sort of that that build you're seeing now in current NHL guys uh, that are really popular. And Montreal, I think he could slot in uh, in a couple of years and be really good for them and be a power play quarterback along with Weber. Okay. All righty. Um, Jake, you are up. Colorado has their second pick just outside the lottery.
1: All right. Um, Colorado's a really big CHL team. I mean, I can't – one of the last big-time Players they took, I'm pretty sure was uh was probably Rantanen, because I'm pretty sure um wasn't wasn't the kid they took last year playing in the CHL in Flint or something like that? DeLandria, yeah, yeah, or no? Uh, the kid, uh, Martin Kout. Yeah, uh, I forget where he was playing. Wow. he look could have, I could have been wrong with this, but I mean, this team needs defensemen. They have a bunch of pretty good puck moving defensemen, but. Like I said, they they don't really have much in the pike after after they've already brought up guys like uh, Samuel Gerrard and and Kale th- McCarr. yeah Kale McCarr. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a defenseman. I'm gonna go with Thomas Harley uh, from the okay. Mississauga Steelheads. I mean, like I said, defensemen don't grow on trees. He's a really good one. He had a great year with Mississauga. He's a pretty big kid too. He's like six three or six four. Yep. Um, I just think it's it's this is this this is icy on the cake for Colorado. They already they already got their franchise number two second line centerman, so they can just go ahead and, and uh, take what I in my opinion is the best player available and and a guy that should be up there in the next couple of years.
3: All right, I don't really have a lot on Harley. Honestly, he put up a ton of points. Uh, big guy, skates well, moves the puck well. I think Sam Cosentino was one of the guys that was saying he just sort of. He's going to be his ceiling is going to be as far as he lets it, which means if he can clean up his deficiencies, then the sky's the limit for him. And hopefully, he can do that. We'll see. Uh, but a lot of people are starting to rank this guy higher and higher, and he, this is definitely a spot where I could see him going Colorado if they take. I mean, it's going to be if they take a forward. For a defenseman, it's going to be the other way, I think. They're not going to take two of a position in this draft with their two picks. They also could trade it away. I really don't know what they're going to do, but they could load up. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dave, I guess we're going to go to you and uh, Vegas. That's a little bit of an odd position. Yeah. They didn't pick in the first round last year, so this is... They did not. Uh,
2: they traded that pick uh, for, Mr. for Thomas, Thomas Tatar. Ta-ta. Um, you I mean look? This is just the third draft uh, for Vegas, and it's it's interesting because you know they traded Eric Brandstrom, they traded Nick Suzuki,
1: so they've traded already traded two of their. Uh, they traded three of their first five firsts. Mm-hmm.
2: And Cody Glass is going to be a stud for them. Uh, He's yes.
1: probably going to make the team next year.
2: So oh, yeah. they've got their center, and I'm uh, I'm looking at Vegas. You're, you're, I'm kind of stuck on what they what they really need, uh, but I think they're gonna go with a uh, guy who can put the puck in the net. This is a guy that I've been debating with a couple of teams. Uh, mm. You know, he's got he's got the skill. Um, whether that's Vegas' style remains to be seen. But I like uh, what Arthur Kal- Kaliev? I believe that's how you say his name.
3: Yeah, uh, it's either Kaliev or Kaliev. I haven't gotten a. Elite Prospects, I don't think, has a pronunciation on his name.
2: But, uh, you know, left winger out of Hamilton, probably the second best goal scorer behind uh, Goalfield in this draft. And, um, I mean, look, they have Pacioretty there, but other than that, and they, they had some guys not produce from Pat, you know, after their first run. I think a guy like, uh, like him can really step in and uh, – and be a guy that they can groom into a into their next prime goal scorer.
1: All You couldn't have taken Ryan Suzuki? So that was what I was originally going to go with. <laughs> so they trade and one I said, Suzuki,
2: get another one? I was going to say, you trade a Suzuki, get another one. You trade another Suzuki, and then, ah, what are you going to do? But no, I, I mean... The family would be pissed. I think Suzuki had a bit of an under... I mean, whoever picks him, I, I mean, I feel saying the new I know, I know i'm leaving him for jake i'll tell you that much there we go but uh, uh, i think that yeah. i think they i think for vegas you need to go with a goal scorer you need a guy guy has a little more upside i don't know if suzuki has that upside in the first round for them
3: yep all right so we're going to go to dallas i mean that's my pick um originally i saw the stars um taking a defenseman here, but obviously doing a live draft. Things change a little bit for teams and for us. Um, when I took Alex Newhook at number 12, I forgot about another center that was very high on the board, and that is oh, Peyton Krebs. I knew you were going to go with him. From Kootenai. And I feel bad now, because Peyton Krebs should definitely not be this low. <laughs> but, is what it is. Um, ah, go
2: cry. You know, You're in the NHL, buddy.
3: Yeah. we could drop He could drop down some lists now, because... Um, He just uh, suffered an Achilles injury, was it?
1: Yeah, I think that's correct.
3: Uh, He had his uh, back of his Achilles partially sliced by a skate during offseason training. Uh, They said he's going to be back before the start of the year. And, I mean, he's a stud. He can play on the wing and down the middle. Um, He was a captain this year at 17 years old for Kootenai, given their or a grain of salt i mean they're not one of the better teams in the chl like they finished with like a 13 and 40 something record this year so he was one of their bright spots possibly the only bright spot um and he's gonna wear a letter i think when he gets to the nhl at some point um and he's also just a high skilled forward he was in the former first overall pick in the whl bam draft so uh, yeah the injury set him back a little bit i think on the board obviously it uh set him back a bit but he uh he probably has more to show once he gets drafted hopefully the ice are a little better going forward because he's a stud all right um let's see if suzuki gets picked here Jake you got uh oh it's the Ottawa
1: senators you made my pick for me i mean <laughs> for Ottawa it's it's too easy. I mean, offense, offense, offense. You can't take anything but a forward here. I mean, I'm going to take Ryan Suzuki. Uh, I think this is probably around the right territory for him. Ottawa just needs everything. They need centermen. They need wingers. They I, they actually might not need uh, some defensemen. They got pr- two pretty good young ones coming. But this is a really this is going to be a really long rebuild, and they just got to get as much talent as possible kind of an undersized kid he should follow a pretty similar development path to his brother where they're gonna stay they're gonna age out in junior and then probably play a year in the AHL so there's no rush for him uh hopefully Ottawa doesn't rush him but um I think it's a it's a good spot for him in Ottawa where he will get an opportunity to play his brother many times a year yeah and
3: I mean Suzuki's another former first overall pick in the OHL so, uh, he went to a team last year, and he wasn't the star, actually, because Svechnikov was there, the second overall pick last year with uh, Carolina. So, he was the guy this year, and he led their team in scoring, but he didn't have the stud season that most people sort of expected of him.
2: I think the rebuild didn't help either.
3: I mean. Barry also didn't make the playoffs, so that, uh, the team wasn't exactly what it was the year before. <laughs> so, it's hard to put it on him, but yeah, Jake, you're right on. He's the... he's pretty much a spitting image of his brother, play style, size, ability. You're getting you're getting a similar player, and that's a good sign for Ottawa here because they just need good players in their system. All right. Um, David? Yes, sir. You were picking for the New York Rangers yesterday. Um, now you're picking
2: for the Winnipeg Jets because of uh, Jacob Truba. Go ahead. So this changed a little bit. <laughs> of what yeah, I had no originally kidding. planned for the New York Rangers. So it changed a slight bit, but then the trade kind of, a little light went off in my head. Look, the, the uh, Winnipeg Jets just traded away uh, their top right-hand defenseman. So why not get a guy that could potentially help in that area down the road? Uh, let's go with the Swedish, Viktor <laughs> Solderström. From Brinas. Yes, sir. Uh, no, I mean you look at the Jets back end. You know Josh Morrissey, pretty pretty good. Dustin Bufflin, he's getting up during age. Injuries are kind of taking a bit of a toll. Wait to wait. Yeah, I mean without without saying, just keep him away from McDonald's maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, I hope he didn't. <laughs> I hope he doesn't hear that because I. Probably going to run for my life. Um, I, I like what the, what uh, Söderström brings uh, as a mobile guy. Needs a little work on his offensive game, I think. Um, I mean, for Winnipeg, when you lose a guy like Chuba, you're hoping that you can recoup some of that somewhere. I don't know if that's going to be his game, but, I mean... The Jets also like you know, they'll shut down defensemen, especially on the right side. Depending on what happens with Tyler Myers, if you get him, if you don't, you have a guy like Soderstrom, who you can look at down the road.
3: Very nice. Yeah, I, he jumped most – yeah, he's jumped Broberg, I'd say, for the top Swede defenseman in the draft, but that's because he played in the SHL, whereas Broberg played in the Elsbanskin. So, uh, right-handed shot, small guy. He's going to be very good at both ends. He's got to get better defensively, but he'll be he'll be special. I mean, Winnipeg would get themselves a very good player if they got Soderstrom in that pick. Um. All right, Pittsburgh, twenty-one. That is me. Um, I'm going to take everybody's uh, most people's favorite player other than Kako coming out of the World Championships, and that is the German defenseman Moritz Schneider.
0: I love
1: that. Yeah, that name.
3: Very good name. Very good player. Uh, he's from Adler Mannheim, who ended up winning uh, the DEL championship this year, and he actually played in the majority beat, of games for them.
0: Beat Red Bull.
3: Yep.
1: All I know is Red Bull because of uh, of Karla Kolyakovo. Yeah,
3: <laughs> and he he also played for Mannheim. Really? Yep yeah uh, I'll tell you we yeah there's a story for another day when Colley told us when he came to speak to our class about Mannheim and it's really cool what they do for their players um but cider yeah, he's six five he can skate really really well for a guy that big and he also uh, he didn't shrink when he played in the world championships against top competition and that's massive especially for a team like Germany who doesn't quite have that top talent they're good but on defense, yeah. Not not the best. You don't have a lot of uh other than Dreisaitl. and Dominic Bach. This will be the third uh third German taken in the last couple of years in the first round, which is cool.
1: To see yeah. them starting to get more recognition. I always like to see uh smaller countries in terms of hockey. Yeah. Uh getting getting some players picked. So I think I find that pretty cool.
3: Yeah, and he again, as another high ceiling guy, he's He's got to have another good year, and he, I think he's got to get away from the DEL. As much as it's a good league, it's not going to maximize his potential, the competition he's facing. If he goes to SHL or Liga, I think he'll be better off, but that's also more of a comfortable comfortability thing. So we'll see what happens, but it'll be a couple of years before he comes over, but he's going to be a good player, it looks like and Pittsburgh needs defensemen because Erica Branson and Jack Johnson are not going to do it. Did you, by the way, did you hear that quote? Um, yeah, David posted it. Rutherford saying that they had a choice between trading Mata and Johnson
1: and they traded Mata. <laughs> yeah, I saw that.
3: <laughs> oh. why, why would you say this? Yeah, don't say things. GMs, just you're in the clear. The initial shock of the trade is over with. Don't say something dumb.
2: Harder said than done, okay?
3: All right.
1: No, it's not. Just don't <laughs> say stupid things. Yeah. It's not hard.
3: All right. From Pittsburgh to Toronto. Dave, Jake, no, wait, not Toronto, Los Angeles. Sorry.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah, it's uh, pretty sad. It's oh, well. Probably my favorite part of being a hockey fan is watching your team have a first-round pick, but – I mean, and then wasting
3: it on Tyler Biggs.
1: That first round – <laughs> yeah, but uh, at least this first round pick they gave up was worth it. I mean, Jake Muzzin was fantastic yeah. against the Bruins. Uh, he should be should be one of the Leafs' top 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 four defensemen easily. Um, maybe even if he re-signs, it would look good, but well worth trade for me. Um, for both teams, I think it worked out really well. And I'm going to replace – I'm going to replace him right now, for with uh, now that I'm L.A. L.A. took Braspas uh, Kupari last year, so I'm going to dip back into Finland. I'm going to take Vili yeah, from Luko in the SM Liga. Um, an undersized defenseman, puck-moving defenseman. I'd be lying if I said I've watched him play before. <laughs> <laughs> um he's probably going to be very part confident of, in that pick though jake he's, pro- he's probably going to be a part of the fi- finished world juniors team next year just because yeah. that's what finland does they get these guys that he was part of the world know, junior
3: team this year i believe that
1: there you go i mean i didn't know that but i let don't me, doubt let it. me
3: double check that just to be sure
1: but yeah you know finland is just always really good at, at developing talent especially recently with some of the play picks that they've been able to send over, like guys like Patrick Line, I mean, I know Jesse Pugliari hasn't worked out, but Jesse Pugliari, Capo Caco, um, Sebastian Aho. I mean, this is just this is this is probably the golden age of Finnish hockey right now. So picking a Finn is is it it looks like a pretty good uh pretty good idea and considering they just took Kupari last year. I D- I don't think that the... Kings would shy away from taking a Finnish player again. So,
3: yeah, and Heinola did play at the uh, or Hynola. I'm sorry, I'm gonna be bad with these Swedish and Scandinavian names. Um, too, many, too
1: many too many adjug or too many um, vowels. Uh,
3: what is it? Soderstrom has two umlauts in his name, and that just screws me up. I don't know if it's supposed to be anyway. Hynola did play at the World Juniors this year. He played five games for Finland, and he won a gold medal. There you go. So I've seen a, a couple. Uh, I think there's a highlight pack or two of them out there. He's sort of a late riser, but, yeah, he's going to be something. There's a lot of shorter defensemen in here and mixed in with a couple of guys like Cider and Harley. But
1: He is thin looking.
3: Yes, yeah, I, I know. Those... Picture
1: of him. He is a slight young man.
3: <laughs> he's going to be something interesting, though, because a lot of people have a lot of good things to say about him that are smarter than I am. So I'm going to trust their uh, judgment. Yeah, he's going to go high. Um, all right, from Toronto to New York again. David, you have the Islanders.
2: My favorite team in the world. <laughs> but what was the one issue the Islanders had in the playoffs? Scoring. They couldn't score. Running
3: into the Carolina Hurricanes.
2: Especially, when, <laughs> where, where especially did they have trouble? The, the
1: wagon. wagon. Yeah. The wagon. The wagon. They uh, had
2: a tough time with the power play. Yeah. So, why not get a guy who's a bit of a finisher? Been known <laughs> to score on the power play. From the Niagara Ice Dogs, we're going to go with yes. Philip Tomasino. Oh, Tomasino. Oh, then Tomasino's going to go to Brooklyn. Or There's a chance you to this I don't know where the hell days. the Islanders are playing next year. <laughs> but. Um, I like this. You know, he he's gonna probably get a bit bigger and stronger. Uh, his skating is unreal. I mean, his speed alone is gonna make him a but. He, I mean, I don't think he'll make the team next year. I mean, I know the Islanders can seem desperate at times, but um, I think he's got the tools that they desperately need. I mean, I look at their forward group, and it almost you almost vomit. Because you're trying to figure out who's going to score other than Eberly and Barzal. Yep. So bringing a guy like him. And they might
1: m- lose Anders Lee, too.
2: Exactly. So whether he plays next year or the year after, I think this would be a, a, a wise move for Sweet Lou. Yep. Be and a good move. The Italian taking the Italian. It's just a heartwarming story as well. Yeah. you love to see it. Tomasino. Uh, Tomasino. Tomasino, you
3: know. Uh, I butchered that. I apologize. All, of the um, the first all right, word. we're going to move on from Italian accents, and uh, we're going to go to Nashville, wow. Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee.
1: Sa- Nashville. All
3: right, so didn't really put too much thought into this pick, to be quite honest with you. I was more interested in talking we'll about nice. your pick. A little bit nice. Oh, there are a lot it's of wingers. a goalie. Yeah, that would be a really nice. If uh, If Knight fell to the Preds at this position, they'd be laughing. Yeah. Um, you know, they have some help down the middle. They have a little bit of everything, I think, because they have Johansson. They have, um, whatchamacallit, they have Granlund now. Uh, I'm going to go with a winger, because there's a lot of good wingers at the back end of this draft, and I'm going to take a guy that uh, definitely was a riser. He, sort of, a lesser extent, was like Kraftsov Kravstov, excuse me, from the Rangers, where right at the end of the draft seat cycle, he just started rising up boards, and that is uh, Pavel Dorofeev from Magnitogorsk in the MHL, I believe, the minor hockey in Russia. He bounced up and down a couple of times, but... Man, he is good at hockey. Um, <laughs> there's not a whole lot I can say about him. I've just watched the clips of him just dominating the junior league, and it's kind of hard to tell down there. You kind of get a better gauge when he's in the minor ranks or even the KHL. I think he's going to at least he's going to at least play for the minor team in Magnitogorsk next season. But there's also a chance he could play for Metalurg. I think. So we'll see where he ends up. But he's going to be another Russian project. But. Uh, I don't think Nashville's really a team that has to worry too much about waiting on a guy that's going to be, projects to be as good as he will be. If they have a chance to get him,
2: that should be a a good sign, I would think. Mm I mean, Uh, yeah, Nashville's an interesting team in terms of what they need. Yeah. But I think... They don't don't need defense. Good for them. They don't. Maybe down the road they will. You could
3: go with another center here. Like I think if Tomasino's still there, that'd be a nice pick for them. They could go free agency for a center. There's a couple guys that are that I really like at the back end of this first round at wing that would be good for Nashville. Because they've got Arvidsson, they've got Forsberg. They've got some good pieces. They just need to keep adding some talent to really be... They're already a top team in the West, so just adding more scoring ability and passing ability to that is going to be a little scary. Um, all right, Jake, you are at 25 with... Last year,
1: Stanley Cup champion. Cap. Capitals. All right. Um, just looking at the they really need a-, a reset on the back end. And they have a couple nice players. Uh, what's the- They took a-, a Swiss kid with a really long last name that they got. Uh, isn't it Barry- like Burenhalter or something like that? Oh, yeah. I forget his name. Um, but outside of that, they have some... John Carlson. Oh, it's Cigan I mean, They just traded Matt Niskanen for Dollar. Yeah, they got the the kid that was on the U, U twenty T, Canadian team. Yep. I'm gonna go back to the fact in the WHL. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the factory of defensemen uh, out of Kelowna. I'm gonna take Lassie Thompson. I mean, just mm-hmm. Kelowna for defensemen, especially. It's just a factory. I mean, they had Shea Weber um didn't had uh what's his name the ex-leaf the cody franson they had uh dan ham hughes i think out of Kelowna. i could be wrong luke but i'm shen. just gonna luke shen is another one he's I'm, gonna, he's I'm just gonna run it back and i'm just gonna go back to that well yep. i'm gonna go and they all i'm pretty sure out of Kelowna was uh was the other caps defenseman
2: so um dan ham was prince george
1: prince george okay what what was the what was the guy that that's in Carl Alsner? Did he play there? Or, I don't know. Maybe uh, Weber, I could be wrong. Weber's
3: the big one from Kelowna. yeah.
1: Weber was Weber definitely played for Kelowna. I know that for yes. a fact. Um, but yeah, I mean Lassie Thompson, defenseman out of Kelowna, didn't really watch them. But that's a like I said, it's just a factory for defensemen. They've they've had great success getting defensemen, um, and they need it on the back end especially.
2: Which is why exactly. <laughs> Uh, Carl Olsen did not play in Kelowna because he went to Cal... He played for Calgary.
1: Oh, he yeah. did? Yeah.
2: I mean, it's a good thing because he doesn't stain the reputation of
1: Kelowna. There you go. That helps. All right. All right. David, you are Duncan up with... Keith! That's who was there. <laughs> oh. I knew it. I knew <laughs> I was missing someone else.
2: So you went with Carl Olsen before Duncan Keith? Ouch.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't Yeah. <laughs> Alex Edler right. played there too. Sheldon Surrey, Josh George's, Tyler Myers. Yeah, they've had a. Re- Tyson Berry, Damon Severson. Holy shit. Pretty good.
3: <laughs> All right, Dave, you are up the Calgary Flames at 26.
2: Yeah. Um, Calgary, obviously, very disappointing uh, playoff performance. Uh, they're a team that, man, I mean. It's going to be a tough one, but I think we're going to go with a guy who, you know, may have something to prove. And I think the Calgary Flames could uh, benefit from taking a guy who's been passed over in the NHL draft. I'm taking uh, the Canadian kid, Mr. Brett Leeson. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like the fact that he can either go up to the AHL for them and be an up-and-down guy for the yep. next season. He's got the side. Like, they haven't replaced uh, Furlan on the right uh Furlan at all. So I think that's where he can, you know, with his size can be present. Um, and just Calgary needs some guys below Gaudreau, Monaghan. Like, they need some help there. Yeah,
3: he's uh, he's really interesting. I mean, just this story is incredible. You. <laughs> Over-eager is in a first round or something, but this guy's been passed over in the last two drafts, and he comes out and just lights it up this season. He lit it up at the World Juniors. And a uh, little bit of a, I don't think he had a point in the Memorial Cup, but he's just, he's that guy. He can score from anywhere. He's especially effective from in front of the net because he's 6'5". Um, and, yeah, he can go to the pro right away. So that's a big uh, thing for a team like Calgary who needs help right away. When it comes to the skill. All right. So, 27. And we've got our old friends in Tampa Bay. I get to pick for them.
2: So, who are they picking uh, that's going to be a hard trophy candidate? In the who's
3: well, I will tell you right now. There is... Still
1: signed for $8 million. Yeah.
3: There are two guys that are very, very good that I like at the back end of this draft. I don't know which one I want to pick with this one because both of them are going to come back to haunt the Leafs, I would think, in some way, shape, or form. I'm going to go with, oh, Bobby Brink from the Sioux City Musketeers. Mm, great name. Yeah, awesome name. It's just set for college hockey. Uh, I'm drawing a blank off the top of my head where he's going this year. Um, but he, instead of playing for... That the,
1: sounds like a North Dakota name, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, just guessing. Show
3: me North Dakota. <laughs>
1: uh,
3: he is going to Denver.
1: Denver. Oh, Mid- Close. Another another Midwest guy.
3: I knew it wasn't one of the Boston schools. I couldn't tell you otherwise.
2: Oh, that would have been hilarious um, if he did. Bobby Brink. So
3: he's a guy that he played at the World under 18s this year was great with Hughes and all these top US development program guys Uh, he ended up not going to the program he went to Manitonka which has produced a bunch of really good NHLers, Jake Gardner is the one we would know the most Um, and ended up going to the USHL before he went to college and I think he was 4th in league scoring this year as a draft eligible so he did very well and I'll send you some clips of him because he's probably one of my favorite guys in this draft uh, I just don't know. He's got a high ceiling, I think. I just don't know what he's going to be until he gets to the NHL, and then he'll prove himself. He can play with skilled players, and I think he can play different roles, but he's a skilled guy for sure. And he's got a lot of skill and a lot of passing ability. So I'm excited to see what he becomes, and not so excited to see if he is a guy passing the puck to Nikita Kucherov for the next little while. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right. Uh Jake, you were talking about a certain wagon a couple minutes ago.
1: I was. And you get that to pick team. for them. The Goat Carolina franchise, Hurricanes. the Carolina Hurricanes. The bunch of jerks you get to the, pick for. The ultimate ahead. taking a step back franchise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to shoot for a moon, shoot for the moon here. They need scoring. I mean, they had what? Like seven. They had like what? Five goals against the Bruins. I feel, like I, I feel like I saw them score maybe one. Um, maybe some guys that actually know how to shoot the puck in the net, not just on the net. Um, so I'm going to take uh, out of the Q, QMJHL from Moncton, I'll take uh, Jacob Pelletier. I mean, he's a guy who scored 40 goals this year, 89 points. Undersized, will probably take a while to, to get there. But, I mean, guys that can score can score. So... And Carolina sure as hell needs it.
0: Yeah,
3: he's um he's a small guy, but he actually, the most of the stuff I've seen from last year, mostly, like I was watching some of his clips from the last couple of seasons, he scores a lot from in tight. He's really good around the net. He's sort of like a Brendan Gallagher in that way. He doesn't mind mixing it up in front of the net, which is perfect for a team like Carolina that just likes to help teams with shots. Um, so that's I think that's a great fit, honestly. <laughs> Um. Yeah. All right. Let's close this out. We got three picks left. Uh, Dave, you're up with San Jose, and they just signed Eric Carlson, so they're feeling pretty good. But
1: well, so go it's ahead and, no uh, longer San, San
2: Jose's pick.
1: Wow. Yep. Oh, they have the pick.
3: Oh. So San Jose. No, way. no, they do not have the pick. Uh, it's Anaheim's pick. Excuse me.
2: Anaheim. I
3: wrote down the wrong pick. team.
2: They acquired that pick from uh, Buffalo in yeah, the Brandon um, where... In the Brandon Montour. Trade
1: this that is, came from the Patrick Kane trade or Patrick Kane, Evander Kane trade. Yeah, yes.
2: This is Pardon? um, I mean Anaheim. It just seems like this is a perfect pick to go out of Sweden. I just don't know if it's going to be a forward or a defenseman out of Sweden. So I'm mm-hmm. going to lean towards a defenseman just because um, I think we went with a forward earlier in the draft? Who had Anaheim before? Well, uh, so. I did. I took Boldy. Yeah. So I'm going to go with, uh, might seem a little out of the dark here, but uh, Tobias Bjornvold. Yes. Um, I think you look at, this is a guy that's got some raw talent here. I mean, he's got the two-way game. I like the, you know, even though Anaheim's pretty set on their blue line, this is a guy that's in the Swedish Junior League or played in the Swedish Junior League last year. Leave him in Sweden for a little bit, bring him to the AHL. They can develop this guy nice and slow for them. I, I like the upside that he brings there, especially at this part of the draft. This is where this is where Anaheim really gets their, their defenseman uh, factory going because they go usually go with these Swedish
1: were, Japan's been...
2: late and they, they I was originally going to go with Lassie Thompson but you know Jake had to rain on that parade Woohoo! so um, <laughs> I thought why not go Swedish if you're not going to go from Kelowna
3: alright yeah I'd... admittedly I don't know a whole ton about Bjorn Fod, I know he's really risen up boards, and he's done a really good job of closing out the year. Uh, he wasn't on my final ranking just because I had some forwards that I liked. Uh, but if, uh, let's say he's not on the rankings there, he's probably within the top five that would go in my second round
1: ranking. Great name, too.
3: Oh, yeah, Bjorn Fod, uh, That's If we had gotten him and put him on a pair with Lily again, Like I think that should be the Leafs' goal now, is just draft another defenseman with a ridiculous name who's really good, and put him with Tim.
1: Still holding out hope we can get that first for Zaitsev. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. So, number
3: 30, and I get the distinction of picking for the good old the Boston Braves. And, oh, there are two ways I think I am was going to go with this pick. And <laughs> the two players, I mean – Connor McMichael is the one, and uh, Niels Hoaglander is the other one. And one of them is a center, Canadian, fits the Bruins' style, and the other is a small Swede who does not fit what the Bruins do at all. But he Which is, is
2: why they're going to take the Swede. Uh, they've been,
3: they've he's, been... he's so good. I mean, I just don't see Boston the way they play taking him, though. Like, if it was any other team, I would take Hoaglander with this pick. But I think Boston goes safe with Connor McMichael. And it's not safe saying he's bad. It's just I think Hoaglander is more flashy. McMichael just has more substance. Um, he plays that style. And, I mean, he's from London. If any of you want to bet against a guy that's developed by the Hunters, be my guest. I will not. Um, he's going to be good. Uh, honestly, I was looking at him with a Tampa pick. But... Yeah, it. He just something about him. Just he he can score and he fits the system, and I think he's perfect for Boston. The only thing that's not perfect is he's not from Massachusetts. Cause he'd be the way he plays, he'd probably be a hero the way if he was from Boston.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, he's a guy that, as you said, the hunters uh, have relied on a lot, and it's those type of qualities I think go on. Un- they don't go unnoticed because London Knights guys get picked and they do very well. So
3: There's his line mate, uh, I think Matt Guzkov is a Russian. I won't go too long on this, but he was one of the guys that I highlighted that the Leafs should look at with their second rounder at 53, I believe. And it's the simple premise. it's London Knights players are just different breeds. They come out and they are pro-ready.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Minus the Ruperts. That was a bit of a...
2: But whatever. Oh boy. I remember that.
3: I don't don't want to take shots at them, but that's like the only two Knights players I can think of off the top of my head that were like big stars with London that didn't really pan out. Other than that, they've done very well. Um, Yeah, so let's go to the final pick. Jake, you have. Yay. uh You can play Gloria all you want. I guess I don't really know. Saint Louis. All right. Is right.
0: This
1: is pretty easy. I mean, well, it's not super pumped. It, super pumped with this pick. It's they got it for probably a hell of a trade. They gave up nothing, right? I'm pretty sure. Oh no, they gave up the Conn Smythe Trophy winner. Yeah. Um. I mean, probably the saddest people in this. Whole thing has got to be Buffalo. I mean, not not only was this looking like a lock for the lottery and a team that was probably going to start rebuilding,
0: oh. yeah, to go
1: to good. a team that was going to be rebuilding and an unprotected pick next year to being literally thirty first,
0: thirty first.
1: I mean, that's 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 got a that's it's not good. It's not good for Buffalo. Um but with Buffalo's pick they need defensemen. I mean they just traded for Brandon Montour. The thing I remember distinctly was I think it was in 2013 when they had multiple like mid first round picks and they just took back-to-back Giants. They took Nikita Zadorov and they took Rasmus Ristolainen. This one I'm going to take another monster. I'm going to take Alex Vlasic. Um don't don't really know too much about him. I know he's a BU commit. He is humongous. He is six He's two hundred pounds. He's probably gonna be in college for at least two or three years. Um, hopefully he doesn't spend all four years there and then leave as a as a free agent. But that would I be I mean, his I mean, in the big big men who can skate are gonna have a gonna have a way to play in the league. Um He's just so – just guys that size who can skate are so projectable, and they're always going to get taken high. So yeah. I think this is a good spot for Buffalo, who need pretty much everything. Um, they, uh, they
3: like big guys from the U.S. development program who wear letters because they took Matias Samuelson in the second round last year.
1: Yes, they do. They And they do like taking big defensemen too, like I said, with, with guys like uh, Rista Leinen and and – but, um, so, gonna go that, back to the wall with
3: that one. That last name obviously rings a bell for a reason. He is the cousin of San Jose Sharks defenseman Mark
1: Edward Vlasic. Oh, really?
3: Yep. Oh,
1: hey. And well, there's another interesting thing that yeah, not a bad player to um,
3: be related to. Not at all. And he plays similar style defensive lockdown game. It's not exactly the sexiest thing in the NHL nowadays, but teams want it. <laughs> it's your job is to play defense, and if you can do that well, then teams, as long as you can do that and break the puck out, teams will love you.
2: Alright, I think that's about it. <laughs> uh, I think we missed um, me, Mr. Uh, Jerry to uh, close out this draft. Mr. Jerry. And for the
0: at, thank you to Buffalo for completing the first round of the NHL draft. We look forward to rounds two through seven on Saturday afternoon. Good night, everybody, and thank you. I look forward to going to, what is it, Cow- is Cowboys? It's called Cowboys, right? The the bar in... Um, yeah. yeah, I don't Wait, know. Indeed. I look forward to spending the night at Cowboys, getting drunk on tequila shots with, <laughs> with all my fellow owners, especially you. Uh, damn it, what's the Boston owner's name? It's
2: Jeremy Jacobs.
0: Especially you, Jeremy Jacobs. Next year, we'll rig it just for you.
2: <laughs> well done well done Mr. Jerry well done Mr. Yeah. Jerry um, oh Jesus alright well I would like to thank everybody who uh, stayed through this whole uh, draft uh, I, I, a lot of fun putting these things together uh, we will also have a piece accompanying it on the website yep. um, that's going to take some time for us to fill it out so look for that to drop Uh, either Thursday or even maybe Friday, previewing the draft. We'll see.
3: Before the draft,
2: up to you. We will figure that part out. But uh, thank you again for listening. And uh, time to go to bed because (laughs) someone here has an early tea time in the morning. Oh, life sucks, eh? Oh, it sucks so much. Terrible. But thank you guys again for listening. I know it's a long one, but uh, just uh, (laughs) listen in spurts.